all your thoughts, your feelings, everything you've ever done in your life always started with some sensation in the body. And the real truth is it was just a sensation. Everything you added to it, all the meaning, all the bullshit you created around it, you made that up. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. So we don't really know what we're doing here. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, for those of you, whether you're listening on audio or video, uh, the male's voice is Guy Ferdman. <laughs> the more feminine the more voice. The sexy. The sexy. <laughs> luscious. Marcy Locke. Yep. The wonderful Marcy Locke is here with me. Oh. And um, there's really no context for this too much except for we're going to talk some high-end spiritual... Who knows? Something. And I guess so the context for all this, so you guys understand, is so Marcy and I have known each other for maybe like six weeks now. Maybe, right? Did yeah. Take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becoming when quick. did Andrew and Faith get married? Pretty much then. Sometime in the last decade or so, yeah. I believe. And then I was gone for three weeks in yeah. Columbia, all over. And how, and how would this, uh, this relationship came about is we actually ended up walking down the aisle together. Yeah, we did. Sans vows, just- though. No vows. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just kind of like, kind of a nice little connection and bought my sunglasses quickly thereafter and decided to start emulating my life completely and oh, yes. every single thing that I did. <laughs> um, so just trying to recreate my life really. Anyway, without all the bullshit, you know, her and I get together and we have these really wonderful conversations all the time. Yeah. And we always think to ourselves, wouldn't this be nice if it was recorded in some way, shape or form? But since we don't have our AV people, it looks the way it looks. You know, it's perfect. <laughs> Shows our, our skills and abilities. And we you hope. just said, you're a fucking doer. I'm a fucking doer. We're doing, even without attachments or expectations. Yeah. So I guess I'll just start and, and build some context. I mean, the last, um, I don't have to talk to you guys, I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you. Marcy just did a, an amazing trip down to Columbia yeah. with a group of spectacular people. Yeah. Um, where they partook in and some plant medicine and some other... I feel other. like you should just take your shirt off being in the sun just in the video. I mean, really sunny. Do we, right now, they're just like, I don't care what you're going to say. But then the whole, video, the, the whole video is going to have to be like, I'm up here, guys. I'm up here. <laughs> guys, right here, up right here. here. Why do you think I changed out of my bikini and, and we, I put on the actual we, clothes? We have, well, we have some great stuff to share with you, even though underneath these shirts lie <laughs> There's beautiful, some beautifully skinned humans. Out here. Yeah. So she went out to Columbia, had these amazing experiences which I wanted to share a little bit about and uh, you know some things that have come out from her group and shared and then uh, I've also uh, had just a good amount of experiences with uh, plant medicines yeah. really anywhere from mushrooms to ayahuasca um, and I have no qualms about it or judgments about whether people have judgments about it yeah um, they've been extremely powerful tools in my life yeah. uh, and through some practices outside of <laughs> psycho- uh, hallucinogenics and psychedelics I've been able through meditation to actually activate some of this stuff in my own body that I'd love to talk to you guys about too, but I'm yeah. sure it'll kind of organically grow from there. Yeah. Well, my main intention is realizing from the conversations we've had, because you've done ayahuasca like 20 times, right? Mm-hmm. 
I did just in this last trip to Columbia, like 90 hours myself. Because I, my, I go, you know, six days, back to back, five, six ceremonies, 10, 15 hours in each time. Mm-hmm. And from that, um, from our conversations, and I mean, you, you have a different experience than I do. I, my experience was like, no, I've never done drugs my entire life. Like I was always very much, was raised LDS, Mormon, like very black and white, like everything's evil and the devil. And so I had these perceptions, that makes me bad, shameful. And so even for me to, to, to uh, go to the place of looking at breaking down consciousness and seeing what is possible, what I found very interesting in our conversations is how much fear is built around it, mm-hmm. outside of it. And I experienced that with my peeps that were going down is like all this fear, all these stories, all these things. And so what I thought was beautiful is like talking to you guys. Before I went to Columbia, I was so fucking excited as to implementing it being a relationship experience and so many like beautiful tips and things that my peeps got to experience down there and how much is available that it's the world doesn't know is available yeah. and it, you and I talked about sun gazing I think right did I tell you yeah. about sun gazing right where it's like I see that as there's this thing right there the source that people are always walking by and have no idea that they can have energy from or different things from yeah. and it's kind of like the same thing like what's available that we aren't seeing is available and where are we projected fear and things around it? So that was more like I was loving all the things that you have to share on, first off, why? Like, why would you even say that that's something that, that is a draw? Why did you go into it? And how do you take out the fear around it? Just to almost like be blatantly like you have no attachments or qualms. I don't. You know that I don't give a fuck. Sure. sure. Let's say that again. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what yeah. anybody thinks about me. Because yeah, this is my experience. Right, it's my, like my perfect way, right? Yeah. So what I thought was so great about this, and I actually told my peeps, I'm like, I'm going to have a conversation with one of my amazing, beautiful besties here that has so much experience in this to literally like, what is really possible there? Why is that even, you know, something that, that, that is available and where do we drop the fear around it? And you sharing what comes from you because every single time I talk to you and we go, we go like, holy shit, it's been six hours. It's dark. And we went so deep that we're like, oh my gosh. We, if we would have recorded this, it would offer so much insight yeah. for people. And that's really my intention out of this, okay. even though I don't really have an intention. No attachments or expectations, just like just to wanting to recreate frame. this beautiful space of, yeah. of understanding from your experience and my experience. I think most people aren't willing to share it because they go, well, what if people, I won't want to say out there that this is what I do or this is what it is yeah. because they might have attachments that I'm doing drugs in some crazy jungle or this or that. Fuck that. We don't care. We're here. Yeah. Right. It took me. It took me a little while to get rid of that connotation too, mm-hmm. until I did it. And I think with, uh, I will say this for any drug experience I've ever had, mm-hmm. uh, and I honestly honor a lot. A lot of that was some of the best experiences of my life, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest. And, and I say that because I never did drugs as an escapism. Like maybe when I was younger, mm-hmm. it was a little bit more of the escapist thing. But for me, it's always been very experiential, educational mm-hmm. in nature. And what I've noticed in general is it just gives you access to alternate paradigms, right? Mm-hmm. So I can only ever speak from my experience. I know for a lot of people, it does take them down some really deep, dark tunnels and puts their family through shit. So I'm, I'm being sensitive to that also. Uh, but as far as, uh, I've always been experienced junkie. I, I think you're a little bit of the same kind of jump. No. The, no. Yeah. Marcy, like, let me think about it for a minute. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm like a head first, you know, jump first, ask questions later kind yeah. of guy. That's served me well. It was difficult, more difficult. Maybe you can talk to that too. When I was younger, I would be very challenged by that because it would put me in a lot of rough circumstances. And I don't think I was at a development point in my life yet where I could handle the like repercussions of jumping into stuff so quickly without understanding it. These days, I'm like, 
whatever shows up, I'm great. You know, I'll, I'll learn, I'll, I'll adapt, I'll, I'll whatever. Mm. So I don't have issues. And, and I've noticed that even with these really heightened experiences, these like extreme experiences to some people, um, I didn't ask questions. Someone told me about it. I'm like, yep. Yes. So yep. let's speak to that right now. Yeah. First, because that was same thing. I got, there was like, I got offered, they're like, hey, you got to go to this place in Columbia and do this experience. And yeah. all I heard was like, okay. I, I literally was like, all right, <laughs> tune in. <laughs> yep. 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 And I was in the airport on my way down to Columbia, and someone was like, why are you going to Columbia? And I was like, oh, we're doing ayahuasca. And they were like, oh, my gosh, you could die. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but that's where I'm going, and that's what I'm doing. And (laughs) someone was like, I'll hold your hair back. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm there. And I think this is where maybe it's that purity of going, okay, this is where I feel called. So, you know, people like, you'll you'll hear people go, that's starting, that's come up for me. I've been feeling into that. But then what do they do? Well, what is this? Yeah. And they go research or do that and you hear all these scary things. So for me, I didn't hear the scary things because I just tuned in was like, you know, there's something that I get to learn. This is what I'm feeling where I get to go. And my experience was not like all those scary things. So maybe you can talk to that as to like. Yeah. Uh, same thing for me. I mean, I, any developmental experience I've ever had, I know very little information about it. I, and, and mostly because uh, I don't want other people's experiences shaping my own. That's it. Yeah. Right there. I really That's don't. That's why it's so important. Yeah. And, and, and what I've learned in my lifetime is that you know, we have, there's a big difference between attachment and commitment. Mm-hmm. So if you're attached to something, like even doing ayahuasca and have like a certain experience mm-hmm. that you're going well, for. they had that experience. Exactly. So. I need to have that experience yeah. too. And then you try to recreate it and then you're, you'll be upset because that's what attachment does. It creates expectation, yeah. expectations in any, whether yeah. short-term, long-term will be eventually unfulfilled yeah. and it'll cause upset in your life. And I've seen people go into myriads of, ex, you know, these kind of experiences with some expectation and that's the only place you can get upset from yeah so for me too like i didn't know about the purging i didn't know about anything mm-hmm. first time i heard someone purge i'm like what the What's fuck was that on? demon <laughs> uh like i really didn't know what was happening yeah. um but you know at the same time it, it, it gives you an expansive view because you're really not sitting there trying to like you know cross the t's and dot the i's just like okay let's see what happens so i believe that for me it's interesting that you said someone told you you could lose your life. I do all my experiences with the context of knowing that this could end my life. And I'm totally at peace with all of that because ultimately my realization is, is that every moment of every day when I wake up or step outside, that could be the last moment of my life. So I could die without choosing it or I could do something that would kill me. Mm-hmm. And at least I got to say in that situation, mm-hmm. but I would go out on a high note. Yeah. But what I think you're speaking to is a whole different level of consciousness. It's like, some of my peeps that have come back from Columbia, now that they've experienced such in-depth, like, knowing and yeah. breaking through perceptions and, and paradigms and vibrations, etc., they go to the surface shit that happens, they're like, silly human brain. Right. Silly. And, and it's like going, like, if you lost all of that, if none of that existed, if you did die, can you be in a place of, like, I'm perfect, whole, and complete, like, this is a perfect experience, like, there's no, there's no parameters anymore, but I think it's those experiences that lead to that. Yes. And what I, I really want to touch base on what you said, which is, is uh, there was almost a reason why with my peeps, I didn't, I hardly told them anything. Almost all my experiences, mm-hmm. my badass breakthroughs, we go do crazy shit. And I'm like, I know if I tell you, da, 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 again, expectations, thoughts, attachments, worries, da, da, da. I was like, I want this to be sacred. There's very few things I'll tell you. And it's that you get to go in it. This is, you get to have an intention. You can say, this is what, what is this? Like, I want to release this. I know this is where I struggle. I want to receive this. And have, like, that beauty in it. But if you go, oh, you're going to experience this, this, and this, and this, then, you know, it blocks all that. Yeah. Um, so in, in you experiencing it for the first time, or, like, what made you go into doing it? 
mean, um, 20 times later. 20 times later, yeah. yeah. Uh, first time, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a total, like, I'm an explorer of life. Yeah. And I want all of them. So I've never been the type of person to say, okay, well, that one makes me feel uncomfortable. Let's not do that one. I, I really will explore anything from a very uncomfortable to myself, and that's in life, sexuality, conversation, relationships. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, how do I know? Yeah. And, and I think, again, that starts from, like, early age with, like, food and stuff. Like, people will try certain foods. Like, I don't like the texture of this. Or I'm not going to try that because in my mind, it feels a certain way. I was never that way. I was just always brought up to just try. Like, mm-hmm. why not just try? And I, I grew up around a lot of people who I saw not living their life that way. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is your life experience. You don't like something, you don't like something. Mm-hmm. Fine. But, like, yeah. put it in your mouth. Give it a tr- Give it a go. And, <laughs> just yeah, put it in yeah, your just mouth. Just put it in your mouth, guys. Just Hashtag, try it. Just put it in your mouth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We can turn everything into this a sexual, sexual joke. joke yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Again, that serves me. It took me some time until there wasn't a lot of resistance around that. But when I found out about this experience, um, hallucinogenics have always been interesting to me. I've, I've found mushroom uh, trips, whatever you want to call them, which is another form of plant medicine, to be some of the most enlightening breakthrough experiences of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, Anat, did uh, ayahuasca, hopefully you don't mind me saying that, um, you know, three years back. And she explained the experience to me, and I immediately got that this is one of those things that no language will ever teach me about what the hell this girl just went through. And I've had enough of those kind of experiences mm-hmm. in my life to know that language is not not expansive enough to relay what the hell yeah. is going on in there. Yeah. So she said a few things. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, and I have to know what you're talking yeah. about. So, And she's like, do you want to know more? I said, no. I'm like, just tell me where to go. Uh, and I went literally walk into this room. Everyone's wearing white and mm-hmm. I wasn't because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, getting really intentional and praying. And the only thing I knew was just to, like, eat clean for a week, mm-hmm. basically. And I remember taking it and, you know, some drugs, all drugs come on differently. Like, the experience of them coming on is really differently. And ayahuasca is very gentle the way it comes on. And I remember it being, like, really subtle and sitting there and kind of, like, seeing, like, a flash of, like, light come across my mm-hmm. consciousness. And I'm like was that it? You know, like, and, and then like, and I remember and this be- is your first experience. This is right? my first experience. And like most people, when they take their first yeah. drink, it doesn't really hit you very hard. Yeah. It's very gentle. Yeah. And you're like, okay, is this it? And I remember just being disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I pay for? Like, why am I doing this shit? You know? And then by like the second drink, you're just in a different dimension yeah. and starting to experience all these things. The really, uh, I'll like highlight an interesting experience for me. So you guys can get a taste of what this is about. Um, I started playing around with my thoughts and immediately understood that like fighting this thing is stop fighting this thing. Like whatever it's doing, you're not required for this experience. So, but what I started having was like thoughts and I could, I suddenly had the vision that of like, I could see the thread of my thoughts. So I'm like, okay, let me follow the thought because I've always wondered like where, what's the origin of a thought, right? Like that's this kind of stuff that starts happening there. And I kept like, flowing it and no matter where I followed it it was never ended up inside of myself like the origin was never within and I'm like isn't that interesting because the thoughts always feel like they're appearing from within and yet I can't seem like to... you are the thinker of your thoughts right. but you're not the thinker of your th- or you're not the thoughts you're just the thinker of right. your thoughts so I'm like I'm not originating my thoughts yeah. and immediately I had this image of like an antenna sticking out of my head mm-hmm. and that and I was immediately aware that this... <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> these drugs make you trip and it's not it's really not a drug it really is a medicine because the impact does on the yeah. physical body as well but I had this image of this antenna sticking out of the side of my head and I could just tell that this antenna was set to a frequency like a radio frequency and I chose this frequency mm. 
And the thoughts that I'm hearing is the resonant information that I'm picking up from around me because that's what this antenna is set to. Mm. So all these thoughts that I've had that are like negative and this and that, like I chose this experience. Like that's my opponent in this lifetime. Mm. So I have that thought. And then as I think about my opponent in front of me, I arise like another one of me, except this version of me is my pure ego. Mm -hmm. So here I am sitting as a pure spirit. Mm -hmm. And in front of me is this pure ego. And I've always had an issue with like, uh, like anger and like suicide and depression, like going back to my teenagers and, and it still shows up like anger and in, in different ways in my life. Although that's seems to have subsided substantially over the last few years. Um, and, and I'm sitting there with my ego and having a conversation like with me and Marcy, like it's that real. I suddenly get this image that my ego, when I had like my first transformation, I blamed the thoughts in my head for getting me to like suicide and depression. And because of that, I became very fearful of ever relapsing in that thought pattern. So I kind of like stuck this, that voice that you hear in your head that you're observing, I stuck it in this like black box. Yeah. And I basically said, don't open. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Like it was a good time. You had a good yeah. run by yourself. Like, yeah. thanks for all that. Like that's done now. We're going to be over here. Peace. But I would flare up with these angers and things and I always wondered why. And, and I got this image of like my ego being like a dark room, like a small pestilent child in a room. And like, what's a child going to do if you lock it up? It's just going to bang on the door, like incessantly, right? Yeah. And once in a while, it's going to break through and it's going to be like, motherfucker! <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, that's how it's been happening because I've been like trying to cap this thing. So I had this image of like the Incredible Hulk, yeah. always trying not to become the Incredible Hulk. And that's what happened to me. So it's sitting in front of me and it's upset. Like this ego of mine is upset. And I'm like, uh, hey. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, you look angry. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking angry. And I'm like, what are you angry about? He goes, you don't let me talk anymore. Mm. And I'm like, well, we had a pretty bad experience when you were at the <laughs> helm. I'm like, I'm not good with that anymore. He goes, he goes, well, I don't give a shit. He goes, I get like, I want my space too. And it was like a big insight for me. And I, and I made a deal with him then. Uh, I won't tell you the whole conversation, but the deal was I get it. Like this isn't a functioning relationship anymore. And it hasn't been for a long time. And that's my fault. Like I had to take responsibility for that. I'm like, so here's the deal. I'm going to start listening again. But here's the thing. I'm the voice. Like, I get to say. So, like, fast forward, of, of like, a month. I actually went to Hawaii to go make the medicine uh, after I had a few experiences with it because I want to be in service, like, immediately. With things that are good, like, I want to serve. I want to know how it's done. I want to be able to give back. So I went to Hawaii for a week with the shaman to go make this medicine also. And, and, I, and I'm sorry. I know this is, like, a long story, but it's an interesting one. So... The first night I got there, we did ceremony and I was really tired and I had one of my most difficult experiences where I really wanted to just like call my mom, tell her I'm dying. Like, this is it, mom. I'm sorry. I drank too much, too much medication. Uh, your son's leaving his body. And that's that. And after six hours, I actually had this really beautiful experience outside in the moon moonlight. But the next morning I wake up and one of the things we do when we make medicine is we sit around these large logs and we hit these like vines into Peruvian music and we take medicine in the morning. And I had a very difficult physical experience the night before. So when I drank the medicine, like, physicality came up. And yeah. it scared my body again because, yeah. like, my heart rate got real fast and stuff yeah. like that. And, again, this is all in your mind. Your mind is doing all this. Nothing was happening to my body. And I'm sitting there trying to hit this vine. And my I'm having, like, a panic attack, basically. And I think to myself, okay, well, if I hit this vine a few more times, like, my heart is going to explode out of my chest. So maybe I need to, like, relax and sit back for a second. Yeah. And I sit back. And I think to myself, what the fuck is going on right now? And that conversation with my ego pops up into my head. And I go, oh, shit, I'm not listening again. He's freaking the fuck out. That's what's going on. So, like, I say that. And, of course, like, he arises in front of me. And he's, again, just angry. Why? Because I'm not holding up my part of the deal. Right? He's pissed off. So I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay, why are you angry this time? He goes, 
He goes, I don't like this medicine. I'm like, I'm clear about that. Yeah. I'm like, what don't you like about it? He goes, well, it's trying to kill us. I said, well, last night was pretty bad. I'll give you that. I'm like, but that didn't kill us. Right now, I feel a tenth of that, if that. I'm like, so chances are it's not going to kill us. I'm like, I could run down the driveway. Heart rate will be about what it is right now, right? He goes, okay, you're right. And I'm like, okay, great. So I'm like, what other things don't you like about it? And he keeps telling me he doesn't like the medicine. I'm like, well, here's what you don't understand. This medicine's not for you. Mm-hmm. This medicine's for my heart and it's for my soul. Mm-hmm. And you're getting in the way of it doing its work. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay. And he leaves, like walks off like peacefully. And my whole body relaxes. My heart rate goes back down to normal, like completely placid and just start having this beautiful experience all over again. So I want to tell you that story because I want to give you some of the like things that are like could happen and are available to you again. Not to set any expectation, just something that happened to me. Yeah. Um, and that might seem trivial, but that that lesson to me has basically saved like my life over the last mm-hmm. few years because before where there was just anger showing up, I have the access point to where the anger has been coming from. Mm-hmm. To the point where I'm like angry. I'm like, okay, all I got to do is just tune in and listen. Yep. And it's not getting to say, but I have like a tool now yeah. that I get to use for the rest of my life. And I'm like about as placid as a person you'll ever meet now. So yeah. that is actually a huge golden nugget of truth that most people is probably, I'd say, the biggest benefit and beautiful gift out of experiencing something like the plant-based medicine that allows you to kind of like allow what's really going on inside and, and, and breaking down these parameters and seeing the vibration that you're at. So what when, when you were talking about, it's like the angry child in the room, the yes. dark room, like boom, boom, boom. My thoughts are, see, again, when we reject the dark, we are, we're, trying to, we're trying to fight the dark. We're trying to force the ego. I actually had the exact conversation about the ego and loving the ego and seeing what it's there to say. It's just like, it's there to protect you. Yeah. But unless you hear it and you feel it, it's like, it's not something to fear or to fight. It's actually there doing its job. Yep. So then we, when, we, when we treat it like it's, you know, the six-year-old inside, it's like, what's really there? What's going on in the feedback? It actually, you love the dark. You, 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 uh, you see it as that. It, that's what releases you. So I'll kind of attest to this in that I think I told you about one of my first experiences. It was like same thing. First, first day was kind of like, you know, am I, have I, I, this is my thought. I've done 20 years of inner work. Is this like, maybe this won't affect me because all these other people are having like right. deep experiences. I'm just like sitting outside, looking at the stars, feeling like a little like flow. And then I asked, you know, yeah. so I was like, cool, what do I get to know? And I had massive downloads and saw energy. And that's why I'm saying like wiping away the thing. Well, the, the next day I got kicked on my ass. Like in the dirt, you know, and what I experienced was my darkness out of like the most beautiful love for it. Like seeing my shame from when I was like four years old and decided that I was ugly and not, you know, smart enough and I didn't want to be seen and yeah. I wanted to hide. And, and so there's this space inside me, the shame, the dark, right, that was inside me that I tried to stuff so far down. And even having that vibration of shame inside me is blocking manifestation, mm. is blocking my level of worthiness to receive all the things I want. So it's like, I, I didn't know it was there until it was like, oh my gosh, I, I see you. And I could see it and I could love it. And I literally was like, like experienced the shame, felt the shame, the vulnerability of it, and saw that this four-year-old chose those, that radio antenna, the four-year-old chose those perceptions, those ideas, those, those things. And I could just love it. And it was like the most beautiful gift of loving the dark to release the dark to light light. So when I think about when you when you when the, the ego's in the dark room, yep. it's dark. And pe- what people don't understand is the moment you open the door, you let light into the dark, and it's no longer darkness. Mm-hmm. And so it's that is even though that's your story of your experience and like seeing it, 
mine was different in like how I loved my darkness. And now I don't fight the darkness. There's no, e- there's nothing to fight. Same. That's the thing. There's like breaking all the things. There's nothing to fight. I'm just fucking effortless. And mm-hmm. that's what I think so many people come out of. But in some form, they get to approach the ego, shame, anything that's dark and actually see it through. Oh my gosh, I chose this because of this. Right. And these are the, you know, the conformities or the perceptions or the parameters I chose wow, that was actually never true. This is actually what is possible in front of me. You and I were listening to a thing, um, Bashar or whatever, the guy who was talking about, who's channeling Bashar, and he was talking about ayahuasca. It's like, it is there for you to see the different vibrations that you exist in, the possibilities in front of you that you could never see so that you can then remember your connection to source, remember your connection to universe, remember your connection to energy and all things, and actually see what is possible for you, yeah. right? But you wouldn't have that unless you took yourself outside of what we physically are experiencing right now. Yeah. I was just thinking here when you were talking, I'm like, you know, I keep wondering what our distinction is in the universe. And I, I've recently come to think that we're like investigators of phenomenology. Mm. Like we're, we're people who are adept or have trained ourselves to be high recognizers of like patterns mm. in the world. Because ultimately, like, we're all experiencing the same human experience. Yeah. And, and no matter how many people, people I coach, I'm sure you would attest to it also, there's just like, there's a machinery at play here. And there's phenomenons that occur to this machine that we're all experiencing. And granted, maybe um, I don't understand rape, right? Like I've never been raped. But like I, I, when somebody shares about it, that emotion, I understand that emotion through my body. I can feel what that feels like. I, I felt something like that in my life before. And there's a universal experience. And I think with these things, you just, when people share authentically about something, you just sit there and you go, damn, there's no difference between us at all. Like, it's just such an illusion. And and these experiences are just so powerful for stripping all that away so that you can see how vulnerable, powerful, uh, and so many other adjectives we can throw in there that that we actually are. Um, But I think it's also important to note, and I'll, again, use some of my drug experiences to test this also, if you're really tuning in, if you're really tuning in when you're in those experiences, you're getting insights about the way that your body works and how phenomenons work against you. I mean, if you take ecstasy, you're going to experience euphoria like you've never experienced before in your entire life. Your experience of love and music is going to expand completely. Like you're never going to hear music the same way again. Like you're reprogramming your, your brain how to listen to music. You're reprogramming your heart how to feel. And it's just biochemical things that are happening in the brain that you're processing through the body. But, like, I know what a dopamine release feels like because of that. And when it happens in my brain, I'm like, oh, that's dopamine being released. Um, And, you know, same thing with cocaine or pot or any of these other drugs. Fine. Again, they can be very negative forces like anything else. Or they could be a wonderful tool for biohacking your anatomy, essentially. Um, So here's a question for you. Why out of all the things that you weren't willing to put into your body... Why go to the top of the pyramid? That is an, um, that's a great question for me, right? Cause, yeah. Cause I mean. Look at, look at this. I, look at this beast. Because <laughs> um, I am very. So this is the thing. Knowing I'm so aligned to the truths of like the, the bottom core remembrance that is I deserve fucking everything that I want. I'm worthy of everything that I want. I'm perfect, whole, and complete. So that means, of course, my body's going to show up in total alignment my finances, my relationships, everything, yep, right? Yep. So yeah, I'm super clean and pure. And I guess maybe so for my stories in the past, it was like, oh yeah, I would never put, you know, that's why I never did drugs. Cause I, my experience of like alcohol or, or drugs being to where I am now would take me out of my experience, right. my body. Right. And I think you and I were talking about this where I'm like, 
I go to all these high-end things and entrepreneur stuff, and they're like, you know, I just don't have a desire to drink because for me, I don't want to be fuzzy. So most people will use food or just like food is used as a, you know, reward, deserve, a treat, a disconnect, a distraction, of a validation to not be inside of what's going on here. We yeah. use food to disconnect. I've broken through all that bullshit. So it's like food is my fuel to feed this epic, amazing machine to allow me to experience life at the ultimate capacity. So if I put shit in it, I feel shitty. Yeah. And so down to even, you know, if, if I eat something then and I feel off, people will be like, oh, it's so weird. Why would you, you know, you're the most healthy person. Why would that affect you? It's exactly opposite. It completely affects me because I'm so clean. So same thing with alcohol or drugs. I never really had a desire because I don't want to be out of tune with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no desire to be like fuzzy or disconnected yeah. from my life because my life's fucking epic. You love your experience. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, great question. It's like how then, um, and, and so again, it was for me going, uh, you know, plants and looking at how even back in, if you look in like scriptural context where it's like the indigenous would have these spiritual journeys and they had these things of finding these, these things within themselves. We know already that the, from the time we're, we're, we're born, we're literally pr- being programmed. Like you said, we re- we're reprogramming everything to this remembrance of how to consciously act versus subconsciously react. And so how do we do that without allowing ourselves to strip away what's right in front of us? That's the best um, analogy I could use for ayahuasca is being like, okay, how do I give myself the opportunity to go deeper than I've ever gone? And I always say I did 20 years of inner work and then found these things inside me that were holding shame, etc., that I didn't even know were there because I just didn't have the ability with my conscious mind here in the way that we've been trained to go, oh, that's silly. And actually what is really true and what is really there and what is possible with connection, etc. So for me, it was, it was, it took some trusting going, okay, so plants and just feeling the call. I'm kind of in a place like you where I didn't really question or look outside of myself or, you know, is this going to be okay? This is like, this is what I'm feeling I get to do. Cool. I get to trust. And I'm all about the different experiences. Um, and when you were talking, I was thinking, I feel like there's a lot missing for people to hear what is possible as far as like healing. And so when you hear these things, you go, Oh wow. So you're saying I can, I can have experiences to tune into and release the fight with my ego to shed all shame, to, you know, again, ask for the, I want to release, uh, at the core, not being good enough or not being able to fully express myself. How do I find that darkness that's been there, those blocks that have been there, see them for what they are, love on them. Because really at the core, what I would want people to hear from this and why this, this kind of journey assists you to get there is that your only job, and I you know, don't love the word job because that can be a negative association, but your only, let's say your only opportunity of this experience is to see everything you've ever experienced out of love yeah. and everything you are now out of love. Yeah. If everything you saw out of love, just like the, the ego is no longer this thing you were fighting, it was like, hey buddy, what do you want to say? Yeah, there's compassion there. scaring you. Yeah. yeah, oh, I hear you, okay, cool. Well, what if, what if this is actually true and this can serve us and it's just helping you to go, okay, cool, let's, let's support you. Everything is just love, everything is just feedback. And you know, it's just like inconsistency in life. If we didn't, so if we didn't experience pain or inconsistency, we wouldn't rise to the next level. Pain is actually a part of our process. So is our darkness. Yeah. Our darkness becomes our light. I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. You experience depression and some really hard things. Could people listen to you and be like, dude, you know how to live an awesome, amazing life, conscious, experiencing ultimate level. If you hadn't experienced depression and your thoughts taking you over and all that stuff. Yeah. But when do we stop fighting that? And so I see a lot of people in self-empowerment for years will be on this like, Fight, 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 fight. I gotta fight the thoughts. I gotta fight the beliefs. I gotta fight my identity. I gotta fight all these Overcome, things. Yeah. I'm constantly like, drop the fucking fight. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And and so for me, it really called to me on 
how do I go deeper than I've allowed myself to ever go and drop the fight? And I came out of the jungle with like a healed liver, a healed knee. I got a knee, a total knee replacement. Like I've seen healing happen. We could just talk to the healing. Yeah. And even what you've been able to connect to, to do with your body yep. and like how we go, oh, I actually don't need healing outside of myself. I can choose right now to heal my body. Yes. But to have those kind of experiences and heal your body and, and do all that, just, you know, you see what's possible, which is limitless. I know you have plenty to say. Yeah, yeah, no, well, I just, want, <laughs> I just want to say it's just so important what you were saying about like, you know, again, in investigations into phenomenology, like phenomenology happens on both sides of the spectrum, yeah. both in the dark and the light. And you're so right, like we live in a place, San Diego, where the conversation is so much. There's a pervasive conversation about light out here in San Diego, but not so much about darkness in yeah. San Diego. And for me, it comes out as like an authenticity. Like that's yeah. for me, because like there's no balance in life without the two. Like you want to, you want to see light in your life, go right into the dark. Like, yeah. like smash head first into it, you'd be like, holy shit, there's a lot of light in here. Yeah. But you know, otherwise it's just positive thinking, and positive thinking is like putting whipped cream on a shit pie yep. and then like feeding it to people. Yeah. It's still gonna taste like shit. You can put a pound of whipped cream on there, it still tastes shitty. So like the real work is in like you know removing the gunk that's been built up over the years yeah. but when, when when people do developmental work and they're learning phenomenology which is really what they're learning mm-hmm. and getting distinctions and learning how to take responsibility and have integrity in their lives but when you learn about like the negative stuff it doesn't mean overcome it mm-hmm. it doesn't mean start fighting it and mm-hmm. defeat it and try to beat it or change who you are you can't <laughs> you cannot yeah. it's like until you say until you guys get to a point where what she's talking about where you can bring compassion and love to the darkest parts of yourselves, the one that you hate the most, you can love it as much as you love your mother, mm-hmm. if you love your mother, um, and if you don't, they probably want to work on that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, you know, bring that kind of level of like love to those parts of yourself. You're gonna find the fight disappears mm-hmm. because it's a, it's really a partnership is what you're looking for. Like I look at everything today like it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you want to do great, great work on yourself, learn about relationships because. Mm-hmm. All of life, like language is built. How you relate to yourself. Exactly. It's all relating. Like this tool, your thing called language, all it does is create distinctions. So you have relationships between one thing and another. That's the entire freaking thing. Mm -hmm. So if you look at you have relationship to self, relationship to health, relationship to your spouse, relationship to money, relationship to happiness, it's all relationships. So it's like, what's your relationship? Now, if you've had healthy relationships, look at what made that relationship work. There was great communication. You took responsibility when you needed to. There was fun play and ease in that area of your life, stuff like that. And that's every area of life. If you bring the stuff that's worked for you into all these things and just look at them like a relationship, that means you can't hate it. Like, imagine trying to be in a relationship with a woman or a man. You're like, I fucking hate you. Now, let's make this thing work. Yeah. Or I'm going to try to defeat you and fight you. You know, let's make this thing work. Like, there's no, there's no I'm hope. Tolerate or sacrifice yeah. or settle because you, so you can't sacrifice your way to serenity. Yeah. Right. There's, there's no, there's no hope. So, I think a lot of people struggle with, with the terminology of surrender mm-hmm. because, especially in American culture, it sounds like giving up or like um, not trying anymore. And mm-hmm. it's so the opposite of that. So, to me, at least, the definition of surrendering is to accept what is and what isn't in every single moment of life. And ultimately, I will say that like. You know, we see duality, but duality doesn't really exist. Like in life, like everything's just arising together. So like to me, the opposite of surrender is power. And the access point to power is to surrender. So it's like if you want power in your life, which most people want power, freedom, full self-expression, magic, stuff like that. You can't access it if you're not willing to surrender or at least you get snippets and then you'll back off snippets and then back off. Um, so I know I'm not answering your question at all. I don't even know what question fact, I asked. I don't even know if there was a question. Every time, like, yeah, you, we could just go off a million places at all these these amazing thoughts. But I love, I love, love, love 
like right when he said surrender, I'm like, oh, yes, that's the perfect example of it. Um, and I'll just, my little boy, so my boys got to come down and do the journey with me. Amazing. And um, my 12-year-old, in the moment of, like, he's like, my body's like, his body was starting to go numb and some things. And then the scary thoughts were coming up. All the darkness gets to come up, right, to release. Because we had set intentions of things he wanted to release and let go of. And literally in that moment, and I'm just like, babes, I'm like, let your body just surrender. I'm like, there's nothing to fight here. It's just say, relax be at peace and it's just like think about you know i'm thinking like yoga or something where you're just like if you're like trying to fight the peace there is no peace but when you're just like oh oh i'm just supposed to sink into this and relax into this and be in this also it was this beautiful thing he just got to like feel the release of and let go and he said to me i I shared this with you it literally brought tears to my eyes for my nine-year-old or my 12-year-old to say you know mom he's like i'm so proud to be your son and thank you for this experience and this is as he was feeling his darkness like he was loving yeah. the darkness and that's the whole point of everything. So it's like, how do you experience the surrender when your body is in a state of like, I can't control. I just get to be like, and that's not to say that that's always the experience. There's plenty of times where I'm like, cool. you like, you're completely conscious and at all times and yet you're not. And I could go outside and do these things. And other times my body's like, you just get to, you can't fucking move. You just get to be here and experience this and be in a surrender. Yeah. And that is like the most beautiful gift of allowing ourselves to see that there's no more control. There's no more fight. What, when, it's just, can you love everything? And something that I wanted to bring attention to when you were saying that is that, that space and understanding of surrender. And you were like, can I love, can I bring light to the darkest crevices of myself and my soul and love everything about me, love that I ever experienced anything? And so this is attesting to authenticity, which we were talking about the other day. And we could probably go off on yeah, for hours, right? Yeah. Is that... When, 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 if I think I don't want anyone to know, so if we were worried that people were going to have judgments about us, this conversation, these things could never exist. Sure, of course. Just like if I, in the past, was worried that, you know, you might ever know anything that I've ever experienced in the past, you know, it, then it'd be like, okay, I have, to, I have to worry about hiding this. And you're actually, all your effort and your attention, your energy is hiding what is you. Mm-hmm. But when you go, guess what? I fucking experienced this and this and this and this and this and all these things from rape attempts to kidnappings to stalkers to heart attacks to, you know, like every little piece of me to being cheated on in the fast. I was like, oh my gosh, if somebody knew that my ex cheated on me, then they might think that there's sex issues and and you just like stories, right? There's so much effort and energy trying to hide who you are. But when you go, oh, like I experienced this and I experienced that, guess what? It's out there. So there's nothing to hide. There's nothing to, there's no judgment, but it takes being in that place of saying, like, there's no judgment. Everything I've ever experienced is perfect and beautiful. That takes loving the darkness. And then when, when you were saying that, what I was thinking is kind of what I was attuning to earlier, where I was saying, it, it's almost, um, if you lost everything, can you totally be okay? Like if you died, you would hundred percent be like, I've lived a whole, I've lived the perfect, amazing life sure. in this experience. How do you get to that? Really good question. Okay. So I want to talk about gratitude. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about completion. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so just to go back, you know, with the surrender stuff, mm-hmm. I, I have found, and I'm sure anyone could attest to this in their experience, that whatever your life experience has been, for the most part, given a long enough timeline, there's that old like frame for comedy. It's like mm-hmm. tragedy plus time equals comedy. And life is kind of like that. Life is kind of like that <laughs> I never too, heard right? That, but I, yeah, yeah so like, okay. I'm sure everyone yeah. can map it. So it's like your tragedy in your yeah. life too, with enough time. Yeah, you're it's like, funny. Ha-ha. Ha-ha, like, ha-ha, that ha-ha. happened, right? 
So, and then that's the stories you tell and you laugh about it, like that horrible thing that happened to you, but now it's hilarious. So if that's the case, you know, looking back after a long enough timeline at anything in your life, there's nothing but gratitude. Mm -hmm. You're like, thank God that happened. Otherwise I wouldn't be who I am today. So for me, it's like, yeah, depression, suicide, all that stuff happened. But like looking back at my life, the best, best gift of my life were those seven shitty years. And why? Because like now when I coach people, and this is what I think makes me such a good coach in this lifetime. And don't tell me that wasn't by divinity that I had to experience that kind of trauma. I I have empathy from range to range. I have slept in the bedrock and I have been with the stars, right? Like that's my range in my lifetime. And I look at kids now and people say like, oh my God, I can't believe that's that's happening. It's like, no, they chose that experience. Mm -hmm. Why? Because this is their karma. They got to catch the fuck up to where they were last time. Mm -hmm. And the trauma is the onset. Look, life is trying to teach you the lessons all the time anyway. Sometimes it sends a chihuahua. Well, at first it sends a chihuahua. It's like trying to give you hints. It's like, yeah. And if the chihuahua is going to poke you in the ass and like kind of bite you a little bit, you're like, get the fuck off me. You know, but eventually like if you don't pay attention, like the Doberman's coming and that motherfucker is going to take off your head. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're going to pay attention. By the way, that's what cancer is, Mm -hmm. right? Like for a lot of people, cancer transforms their lives. Why? Because yeah. it's like high trauma that it puts everything into perspective. Life is at risk. Suddenly it's yeah. like, ah, you know, transformation happens. Yeah. So to go back to this idea, the things that seem turbulent, and again, look at your own life, the blessings that came quick often turn into the curses. Yeah. The curses that are like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now, often are the t- things you look back and go, thank God, thank God, thank God, yeah. right? So there's a, a moment, like a length of appreciation. Here's my coaching. Don't wait. Like whatever is happening right now that seems traumatic to you, bring that level of gratitude to it the way that you see it like five years from now, I'll appreciate this. No, fuck that. Don't wait the year. Don't wait the months. Like right now, like I had a relationship that ended six months, six weeks ago. Everybody keeps asking me, like, how are you so okay? And the reason I'm so okay is because I have nothing but gratitude. Yeah. I just sit there and go, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And even when I'm crying and in pain and I'm writhing and I miss her and my best friend's not there, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. And that's definitely something I learned from ayahuasca because even when the physical pain was there, the lessons would be so beautiful because there's a time collapse. And I wouldn't see the separation between the pain and the, and the, the lesson at all. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit there and go, holy shit, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. So now whenever there's pain, I'm just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the, the lead point to, um, to surrender. You know, yeah. just that attitude of gratitude allows you to surrender to what's so. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, with being able to put my life at risk, for everything and like having that context of like it's so important my life is at risk I live my life that way and I have a feeling you do too because if you've spent any time around RC you know it's like everything's a fuck yes and you only live that way when you understand that like nothing is guaranteed right like every moment let's get the most we can out of this because yeah like why waste your fucking time with things you don't want to so I want to say that and I and you can speak for yourself but I'll speak for me and I have a feeling uh, you're at this level too and probably surpassed it is that we've we've done so much work to complete everything in our lives there's there's pretty much nothing if very little that maybe it's outside of our view that's left unsaid to people and circumstances we've done the work to take responsibility for like every relationship every moment every moment yeah and it's yeah and we're not perfect we'll fuck it up but we'll always be the first ones to take responsibility for it so when we walk into experience there's not really a lot of fear about dying because we're not going to be filled with regret on our last moments on this planet because we're going to be like, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> we should do that again. <laughs> like, you know, and, and it's and it's that work over 20 years of doing inner work and seeing, holy shit, I can really get responsible for all my relationships, all these things that have happened, all the circumstances. And when you start taking responsibility for it, you're not really left with much baggage. 
And I think that's the same thing when people like die around you, people who are devastated by someone passing is because there's a lot of incompleteness there. They didn't get to say everything they need to say. They didn't take responsibility for something. And we're the same way. It's relationship to self also. And I think that's given me a lot of peace. So I just want to give her a huge compliment because I've met a lot of people in my life. And there's a lot of people out there succeeding in many ways. Um, but I'll even use like Gary Vee as an example, you know, who I know is a workaholic and is doing amazing things. I'm sure he'll become a billionaire, probably the owner of the Jets at some point in his life. But you ask him about his relationship with his wife yeah. and his and his kid, and it's not great. Yeah. And to me, that lacks integrity. Mm-hmm. And when I met Marcy, and she said the same thing to me, and I thought it was one of the most beautiful acknowledgments anybody's ever given me, is that there's like acknowledge there's integrity everywhere, mm-hmm. at the business level, at the relational level, at the health level. You look across and you're like handled, 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 right? Like everywhere. And to me, that's a, a really rare thing. And out of that conversation, my brother and I are starting a whole movement of like having it all. And what it means for us is like having integrity mm-hmm. everywhere. So I wanted to uh, at least tell you guys that what, what attracts me so much to this woman is, is that. And it's and what attracts me so much to this being is that. And it's something that I wish more people would take the time to invest in looking at the different areas. Because for me, it's like if Gary Vee, you know, and I love him, I, I would love to spend time with him also, would would invest time in getting integrity around his relationships, his business would also. Catapult. Catapult. On level. Yeah, and, and, yep. it's, and it's these little things that we don't see how they're intertwined with each other. I'm sorry, and one more thing. You know, like I know Marcy gets on the webinar and this is how she is. I know Marcy gets off that fucking webinar and this is how she is. Marcy is with her kids and this is how she is with her friends, with her family, like, it's just Marcy. And, I, and I'm, the, I'm the same way, and it's a gift I gave myself a few years ago. I'm like, wait, I don't have to show up differently for fucking anybody, right? Like, this is it. Night and day, I wake up, I go to sleep, we're always the same. So I know I said a lot there, um, but I want to leave you with that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you got me like, aw. So, and, and it, it attests to even why we're doing this. It was a fuck yes, and we both follow inspiration. So... I mean, even us connecting, we just, like, the first time we connected, had the most in-depth, beautiful conversations. We're like, wow, we both fucking get it. There's not a lot of people out there that are this level of understanding and living in alignment. And I always say, like, you can say there's three types of people. There's spectators, participants, creators. One percent are creators. They're like the entrepreneurs, yes. etc. creating. And even out of that, you used a great example, Gary Vee. Entrepreneurs are like, well, I can have the business, but I sacrifice the relationship or the body, etc. And for me, I'm like, I believe there's 1%. There's probably not even 1% of the 1% who live in this level of alignment where you strip to the core all the shit and you go, I am perfect, total, complete. Yeah. I am infinite light. I am limitless possibility. Fucking right now, whatever I'm vibrating, I'm creating. Whatever thought or perception or, or energy I'm giving, I am literally creating right in this very moment. So, oh, that's right. Money is fucking effortless. Oh, my body is effortlessly meant to be here. And and I'm, I'm meant to have epic relationships because I'm worthy of that because I stripped mm. away all the shit. So living that level of alignment of saying, this is what I am worthy of. Now I simply choose what it gets to look like for me and what, what, I, what process I get to create. And the thing I really want to tap into around all of this is it is, are you willing to go to the depths to find the treasure? Mm. Less than 1% of the 1% choose to remember the truth. They can have anything and everything they want. It's simply a choice. And you're gonna learn easy or hard, right? Like, like we, we, we already know there's dark and there's light. It's all beautiful, it's all, all part of process. You're gonna learn either way. Yeah. 
So when do you just decide to choose? I want to learn through light or I want to learn through love and happy and understanding and, and letting go of any thoughts or stories that are the dark. But it, it, and this is why, like, I wanted to bring some sort of a voice to the experiences of ayahuasca and using plant-based journey to the healing, the medicine. I mean, we didn't even tap on the healing possibility yes. with, the, with the body and all it. these other things. And yet it's like, by going to those depths, I find the treasure. And then by going again. So for me, even just personally, what just happened, the shift of coming out of the jungle. And it's funny because I have some of my, my friends who are in that 1% that are not the 1% of the 1%. Got They're it. the 1% that are entrepreneurs, creators. They're famous, worldwide known influencers. They're even like, I want one of my really good friends. He's a really well-known, famous guy. And he's like, Mars, how the fuck are you charging that for personal clients? He was one of my first mentors. And he's like, I've been doing this for 15 years before you, yeah. how are you charging? Cause you know, 150, 250,000 for a personal client. And now my up level, just from being in the jungle recently, I'm like, I'm receiving million dollar clients. Yep. That's my level of, of shift because I'm even more attuned to the alignment of what I'm worthy of and what I can create and, and my abilities. And that takes you going, okay, I'm willing to face the dark. I'm willing to go where most people won't. And I'm gonna, cause it's like kind of, you think about diving to the depths of the dark sea and you find the pearl. And the diamonds, you wouldn't find if you didn't fucking go down there into the dark. And I mean, that's the best analogy or, or feeling, I guess, I can really do to express like why yeah. it drew to me and why it's like, hey, it's easy for me to go to, to trainings, to read books, to go to seminars, you know, all that. To yeah. have coaches, to process, to visualize, all that. Okay, where have I never allowed myself to go that opens up a whole other space of reality for me that I have not allowed myself to face and see? That is what it did for me and gave me the opportunity to discover, which just made me come out of it. Literally, I came out last year even being like, I'm fucking effortless. Yeah. Holy shit. And I'd already done 20 years of inner work being like, I'm committed to awesomeness. I believe if there's anything saying that I'm I'm not experienced awesomeness, wow, that's something I get to go inside and say, why would I believe I couldn't have? What's the stories with things around that? And yet there was this whole other level and now there's still this whole other level. And I can, I'm still continually expanding into the greatest version of myself, obviously. Of course. So thank you. Yeah, and- I'm your, I'm your fucking mirror, right? <laughs> like, so, I mean, the fact that we're doing this, yes, most people will say it's really hard to get into my space because it's fuck yes only and, and what I want to put my attention on. And yeah. I was with Guy last week. You know, we both were excited to connect after me getting back. He, you did a journey. I was down there for three weeks doing it. Yeah. And to come back and just hear even our whole other level and understanding and visions and, and, and where we're going now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, again, it was just like, wow, like this beautiful gift of what is possible. But every time I connect with you, I'm just like in so much awe of the genius, uh, your genius, of uh, the possibilities of the parameters broken down. Like you can go off and I can just sit there and be like, I'm so entertained right now <laughs> by this, right? And then, <laughs> <laughs> this where this is going. and then I'm like, <laughs> and we're just like, okay, we're perfect yeah, mirrors. So, so thank you. And I, I appreciate that I'm your mirror. Yeah. That's a huge compliment. And I see the exact same thing. That's why we're here doing this. Yes. You know, so. And, and more for the, the audience at home or whoever's listening. I just want to let you guys know, you know, uh, I've learned over the years informational learning makes no difference. Like, like, like none. It's, it's an access point to giving you a visual into the experiential. Mm -hmm. But without experience, it's nothing. Thank you. And ayahuasca is a, a completely experiential thing. And we can, mm -hmm. we can talk to you guys about it forever. But. I always use the analogy, you know, uh, if you sat in front of me and never rid a bicycle before, and balance, like getting ba balance on a bicycle is an experiential yeah. type of learning, right? Yeah. 
I can talk to you about riding the bicycle for 40 hours, how yeah. to grip the handlebars, pedal the wheels. Like mm-hmm. we could understand physics, like so many things we can understand about it, how the wind would feel in your hair. But if I put you on that bike for the first time, you don't have a shot in the dark of riding it. Mm-hmm. Like no shot. Mm-hmm. But then you get balance and mm-hmm. that's an experience you have for yeah. the rest of your life. No one can take it away from you. You can get better at it. You can get worse at it. But like balance is in now, right? So there's a methodology to it, to riding that vehicle. This is also a vehicle and there's a methodology to riding this. So here's what I want to ask you because I imagine that you don't let people into your space very often because you're at a a point of success in your life where everybody's trying to dig for the fucking blueprint. Mm -hmm. And... I imagine to you that's not so fun because you also understand that that's not really how this shit works, (laughs) which is, you know, like when I got around you, I was like, I don't want to know anything about your business. Like, I didn't give a fuck about it at all. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is an incredible woman. She's had incredible life experience. And all I want to do is like, I'm so interested in your experience. Okay. So like there's certain things when I'm thinking about manifesting something or like I want to create an experience I draw upon. So I'm not asking, like, I want to get in your world a little bit. And not from a blueprint process kind of thing. Like, I sit down and I journal. And then after I journal, I talk to Bobby. And then when Bobby says this, like, we we create together. And it's just everything happens. Like, none of that shit. That was a whole new personality. I didn't even know you had. Oh, my God. There's, like, 16 more in there. Yeah, we'll get in there. So, yeah. So, that's the one for Bobby. And um, you guys are welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. There's the New York one. That's the other one. (laughs) Uh, So... Like, I, I just, I always wonder, I'm like, okay, because, and the reason I'm asking this is I have had the experience of this woman can manifest like, like crazy. She's just so. Like a motherfucker. Like a motherfucker. And that's exactly the <laughs> attitude, right? That no doubt attitude. So yeah. what, what is your experience when you're manifesting? Like what, what are you holding? I love that you asked yeah. me this. It's a knowing. So even when you said, used an amazing analogy, I love the bike analogy. I've always said, hey, you want to become a swimmer? You can read books on swimming and go to, you know, again, visualize or yeah. talk to a coach or process why you're afraid of the water or whatever. Until you jump in the fucking water, you're not a swimmer. And that's why this experience is cellular level. I, I, I'll go speak at events, but I don't do one-day events. or I, I have literally 10-day massively transformational. My badass and my goddess are 7 to 10 days massively cellular structural transformational experiences. Experiences. Because in the experience, you face the shit. You see what really is there that you're never going to discover when you're just like, ooh, I'm in a safe room and I'm just thinking about, you know, why, why am I, you know, feeling this heavy emotion about this? And um, from and what I was feeling like, you know, the evidence, what I saw with my peeps that just came back and we did a, a recording, every single one of them was like, I just know, like, I, I know at a cellular level, I know yeah. my capacity and power. I know what I'm worthy of. Like, None of those old silly stories in my human brain exist anymore. I just know it because they experienced it. And there's, for me, um, you can, there's all these behavioral tools. There's all these things you can go in the moment where I'm like, oh, so even coming back, um, I had, when I was just leaving down there, it was like literally like a couple hours from going to the airport. I had this huge download of uh, inspiration to share a little bit of my experience of that journey with my boys. And when I'm, when I was doing that, it literally was like, you know, I get to say, like, I feel like I'm, I'm calling, I have five people and I had, right. I, I told you about. This is incredible. The, you should definitely share about that. Okay, yeah. cool. So when I was actually in my experience, my journey with my, my, um, my boys, the shaman came around and she was definitely like clearing some energy and doing stuff around me. And all of a sudden she takes the stuff next to me and she moves it and she takes my, she builds up a pile of dirt 
because I'm like on a mat in the dirt in this maloka in the sacred grounds. And she puts my hand on this pile of dirt. And then she pops up my, my left hand by my, you know, sacral chakra. And, and all of a sudden I'm receiving like energy and downloads and I feel this imprinting. And I, at first I was like, oh, is my, am I receiving knowledge from mother earth? And it was like, nope, you're grounded by mother earth. Yes. So you're receiving downloads. All of a sudden, like you and I've talked about even the things like your body doing different things. My hand starts, I'm not doing it. My hand starts digging in the dirt. My eyes are closed. My hand's digging in the dirt and it literally finds in the, in the dirt pile, finds a rock, a big rock and it pulls it up and it's like, oh, you're so-and-so. And I literally knew that this was a male, you know, in Dubai, like I could feel from the jagged edges, what their blocks were. I literally was like, oh, you're having a pro you're, you're struggling with, you know, being heard in this way, expressing yourself. So you can't influence the world to this degree yet. You're high influencer. Mm -hmm. I literally had a conversation with this person and it was like, yeah, you're like, it was, I was being told this person is waiting for you. This mm -hmm. is the next highly influential worldwide game changer waiting for you to unblock him so he can release his, his more of the gifts and share more of the service to the world. So I had a conversation. I was like, you ready? And he's like, yeah, I've been waiting for you. I'm like, all right, well, fucking message me and let's do this, bitch. And I was like, okay, so my level, I have clients. I literally am coaching one of the, the, the biggest companies in the world. And so I've created a level of, you know, 250,000 to work with me personally. And I was like, okay, so in my mind, it was like, okay, so am I creating these people at another personal level, 250,000? And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, 500,000? She's like, no. It's like, it's a million. That's like baby food for these people. If they're not invested in themselves at a million, then, you know, that's not the case. Like yeah. they're, they're not going to be invested. So I was like, okay, cool. So anyways, through this, I, I had taken this person and it was like, I got you, put it on my chest. Then my, my uh, hand was like, like go start searching again, comes up with another one. I'm like, oh my gosh, a beautiful female. She's beautiful. And she is scared of being seen. She's one of those, you know, amazing women who is so scared of and wearing the mask of like judgment and rejection and fear and hiding herself. And yet she's highly influential. I like totally cool. Cool. I can see your blocks. I see what's going on. Yeah. You ready for this? You're calling into me. Right. And I literally, my hand found five and then it was like, these are your next five. And I usually take on five to six personal clients for a year, mm -hmm. you know? And so it was just like, this is the next level of people that you get to receive. And it's at a million dollar level. And I just got to take care of them and, 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 um, so in my, um, I already knew this. I was like, all right, awesome. I'm now receiving people at this level. And this is what it gets to look like. And there's been this calling this last week, even since I got home, it's like, and that means you get to up level your house. So I'm like, okay, cool. Guess what? I already right. put it out there. Like guys, I'm looking for this beach house and it gets to be at this level so that my personal clients at this level can come mastermind with me and do this thing. And, um, I felt the inspiration to share just a piece of my boy's experience. And I said, and literally it was like, you just get to put it out there. Now let's think about when we have our human brain thoughts that are like, you know, you kind of like are trying to draw attention to people. They come in and then, okay, well then to coach with me, it's this amount. Right. I was like, it's fucking, I just like, guess what peeps I'm taking five people and it's a million dollar price tag to work with me. Boom. Yeah. Right. And I got to just claim that and own it. Just like you being the one mm -hmm. for all the things that you're creating. There's no hiding from it. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. So when I got back to San Diego, someone picked me up and they're like, whoa, yeah, I saw that. Uh, you know, we should call you Tony Robbins. And, you know, you're, wow, I don't know anybody who, who charges that. And again, the human brain goes, Ugh. you know, if I say that, are people going to be like, oh, well, I was going to work with her, but, you know, I'm not a million dollar level or all these other shit things can show up, right? And I was like, guess what? Yep. And I know, I know the level of worth. I know the shifts and changes I can create for people that a million dollars is nothing compared to what they go and create. When they go turn around and create 250 million, 
yeah, they're worthy of a million dollar investment. Okay. Sense. What would you I, I just want you to give a little distinction because you keep saying the human brain. Yeah. So what what part of you would you say this belief is coming from? Like, where is this other voice coming from? Because people are so in their heads. They're listening yeah. to this shit and they yeah. think it's their their yeah. shit. They think this is them. It's not yeah. them. They're yeah. just observing. So what, what are you, you listening to? You said it earlier when you said, you know, all of a sudden you're realizing like your thoughts are like this thing that's running. And you realize like, I'm not, I'm not the thoughts. Yeah. I'm the thinker of my thoughts. I was choosing to allow myself to, to absorb this. When you catch yourself in that, and this is where I say, there's this piece to this that's, that's redesigning how you operate, yes. aligning at like how you choose to think. So you catch yourself in the things that don't align, the things that don't feel good, which just means you're not, you're not actually you. Yeah. You're like in your shit stuff. But, but when I say the human brain, the ego mind, all these things are trying to work against you. The fear, the, the anything that's not excitement, curiosity, or wonderment. It's either fear or faith, right? When you're in faith, you're operating out of the true you. Oh, I'm excited. Let's see what this is. I'm going to create. But when you're like, oh, oh no, what if da, da, da. So when my human brain went, oh, is, is that too much? I'm back in reality, right? right? And it's like, is that too much? And, and who, and you know, is there going to be judgment of, oh my gosh, Marcy Locke thinks she can coach at a million dollar level. And my, my knowingness goes, uh, yes, yeah. I know what I can create for other people. I know what I've experienced. I know this at a cellular level. Yeah. That's right. And then it's now me calling myself to follow implement. Yes. So there's a whole level of implementation and integration that we can talk about where it's like, so this is why I feel like there can be massive disconnects on plant-based journeys. People go out and they, they're, 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 you know, oh, I'm going to release a bunch of shit and let's trade our shit. And then we go right back into our lives where we have not learned the tools or done the journey, the processes to create it, to be our beingness. Yes. So guess what? You recreate the same shit. Yes. And you're like, oh, well, what was the point of that? I, I felt like I, lo- yeah, you know, I released a lot of that. And then I came back and I'm still in depression and my relationships still don't work. Yes. Instead of, and this is why I take it as a very sacred thing where I take my peeps and I feel like we've already done a ton of inner work. That they 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 know how to operate. They They know how to create moment by moment, living consciously, not reacting subconsciously. So then when they were, they, they go to these depths that we couldn't see. And they have a beautiful gift of releasing the, 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 the shit and like loving the darkness and seeing it for what it is. Then they can come back and realign to that. So one of my clients I was talking with today, I'm like, if you're not in fucking awesomeness, <laughs> which is your new norm, yeah. you question it. You go through your five steps. You, you presence, breathe, what, pres, even presencing with what's happening with your breath brings you to presence. Be like, ooh, what am I feeling? Wow. Where did that come from? And now we see it as, oh, these silly human brain little thoughts that come in from my, oh, my past experience. Interesting. Oh, that's right. That's that old belief or perception that I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. Or I'm afraid of rejection. <laughs> what is true? What do I really want? Yeah. I want to share my message. So I want to work with million dollar clients because they are fucking highly influential people who when I fucking unblock them, how many times will I say fuck, right? Will they catapult to the world a greater degree? So, of course, if I'm not even in the knowingness of myself to say, hey, guess what? This is what I'm doing. And one of my clients today was like, oh, she was kind of going back into a story of like, well, do I need the marketing of this? And I said, sweetness, remember. I So some of my personal clients are like top internet marketers around the world. Yes. And they're always like, Mars, what are you doing for emails? So I'm like, I don't have an email list. Mars, what are you doing for news? I don't do a newsletter. Mars, what are you doing for paid ads? I don't do paid ads. I love how I go quote on yeah, yeah. There's mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just saying the only reason I manifest at the level that I do is because I'm in alignment. 
think about this. You know, like her game got up leveled so much that she's, and I'm sure it didn't even occur as a thought as to why that was happening that way. But like a million dollar client, of course, it's going to be an influencer, and if she wants to influence in a big way on the planet, like that's the game. It's like training masters yep. so they can go out there and be influencers too. That's totally my game too. Yep. I'm like here to identify and train masters because I want influential people who can go out to their communities and fucking squash it and like create the revolutionary type of transformations mm-hmm. in our environments so of course like it, it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. perfect sense right we're either playing from the bottom or playing from the top and that's well and there's all top. levels see and again that's like i mean i have things from down to you know the book and the movement and my online programs and all this stuff but where do i love you it's, it's again aligning to if i'm gonna if i love myself and i'm fully worthy and i'm fully capable I only do what I love, which is my zone of genius, which means I get to go fucking travel the world, do my crazy retreats, you know, work with these high level people that are going to create massive change. And, and even you and I were talking about how, I mean, I start with, you start with these little tiny inclinations and this is where I think most people ignore it. Right? Like, so you get the little inspiration, but then we're waiting till, well, when I can do that, then I'll do that instead of, so right now I'm receiving a million dollar clients. What I'm doing, I've already said, I'm fucking moving to a house on the beach with, you know, more space, et cetera, for my mastermind peeps. I'm already like, putting my hand up and doing that, I'm not going, well, when the person shows up, then I can go do these things, which allows me to do that. So it's like taking that action on those little inspirations, which is the trusting in of yourself to move forward to that, to allow the creation of it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I I call that, uh, like creating the container. Yeah. Like you make a bigger container and like life just fills it up with stuff. Well, and, and so, so let's, let's, when I was out in Columbia last year, someone had said, Hey, would you come speak to the school? to these kids in yes. Columbia. And I felt massive inspiration to do it. Since then, I had all these other things that show up to like, and my big intention was I'm here to change the planet. I'm here to uplevel the vibration of the planet, teach limitless possibilities, all these things. So these little tiny things show up. Now I'm like, holy shit, had visions of me teaching these kids and these kids in my mindset program in Columbia and the school that I found, they're shifting their country. And then like all these other things. So now I'm like seeing this. I thought one of the, the things that I was really led to before I left, you knew there was something showing up where I was like, holy shit, this is huge. This is going to shift the vibration of the planet. Now that to me looks like this. Wow. And there's all these other things since. And this is like, what, three weeks ago yeah, before yeah. I left for Columbia? That there's all these other things where I'm like, oh, no, it's this, 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 and this huge level. This is shifting the world. And so one one little aspect could do that. Like, like what I got led to in one country is changing that country, which is going to change the vibration of the planet in right. and of itself. And that's an inkling of my attention. So when you operate at this level of knowing capacity, power alignment, and this comes down to, I mean, if the body's off, obviously it's like your vessel isn't there to handle this energy. I got told in one of my ceremonies, it was like, I had massive energy coming through me. I was healing people. You've done this. Yes. We've had in-depth conversations about this, healing people and this energy just coming through me and downloads for other people. And it was like, this is why you get to be so strong. This is why your body gets to operate at this level of alignment because you can handle energy at this space and capacity and power. And even shifting into that, my experience coming out is now operating at a different level now that I could have ever even imagined of energy, of intuition, of inspiration, of feeling, of everything. And when you first start to open up this space, you get these downloads. And I love you are the one who told me this. You were saying that we are so attracted to superheroes because we see it in ourselves. Yep. And when you and I are having conversations about what you've been able to do with your body and healing and from your experiences, I was just like, dude, teach me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember I was like, 
can you show me yeah. that? And you were describing and understanding like how you literally could physically go in your body and do certain things with your cells because of these experiences. Yes. And then I was like, wow, it makes so much sense. We're, we sit here like, oh, I wish I was a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Which voice is that? <laughs> I don't know. But it's like, oh, you know, we're attracted to Captain America and Spider-Man and Wonder Woman and all these things. And yeah. I wish I was that. And I'm like, holy shit, no wonder we're so attracted to society to this story of superhero. You nailed it. I love that we analogy. You're like, we see it in ourselves and we just have not tapped into this capacity and power. So me coming out of the jungle, I'm like, like, I'm like, my body's now integrated to fifth dimensional consciousness. There's this knowledge and understanding feeling of energy that I could have never back in the day ever imagined was possible. And it keeps changing. Yeah. And by going into this, being able to go into this stuff, that's where you're like, whoa, I know this. I can do this with my body. I can, I'm worthy of this. All this comes from, are you simply someone who goes, I'm willing to go there to allow myself to find these things. Cause you, my friend have like the most incredible stories about <laughs> what you can do with your body and healing and all this stuff that I was just like, Guy, I, I want to do that too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, shit, I don't even know how to get into all that. Yeah. I, I you mean, have a dick in your brain. I mean, yeah. That, can we just say that? There's a dick in my brain, guys. <laughs> Possibly there's one being fucking your brain too right now. You just don't know about it. I mean, without without the dick brain talk, which we can get oh, back yeah. into what that means, it's, a, it's an appendage that I've like discovered in the brain that I have uh, like say over, control over. Um, here's what I want to tell you guys. Because I, 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 a lot of it is big, really big thinking. Like her and I are big thinking. So like we, so so we know the like we don't have to talk about the under. It's only been like an hour and change. It's we we. So her and I, if we talk, like we can talk at the high level because like the underlying stuff, like we've cemented that stuff for ourselves. But I want to have like some pragmatism. So for whoever's listening, they're like, holy fucking shit, that's that's a big fucking mountain climb. Yeah. But here's what I want to tell you guys. Like, you know, what she's a master at is the power of sharing. Like, she gets something, but, you know, we everyone's having breakthroughs all the time. You're sitting on the toilet taking a poop, and, like, suddenly you're like, oh, like, you have this thought. Or, like, you're driving in the car, you look out the side view mirror, and you have this thought. And usually the thoughts are like, I'm never going to do that again, or I'm going to start doing that again, or, like, start doing this, like, every day. Like, my health is important, and it just comes out of the blue. And then what Marcy does, and what I, I want you guys to tap into is... Everything you've pretty much learned since you were a child about how shit works, everything works the exact opposite way. Like, <laughs> literally, if you could just flip... Done. Yeah, Done. If you flip over your entire belief system exactly 180 degrees, and it's literally how it all works. So I'll give you an example. Like, this this word, like your word, is what creates. I'm not a religious person, but the wor- first words in the Bible are, and God spoke. Meaning, like, spoken to reality. Like, reality came into existence with word. Yep. So the world is the word, and the word is the world. No coincidence that those two words are that close to each other also, right? And you can prove this to yourself through what's called the mirror stage in Freudian terms. You can prove it to yourself if you read Helen Keller's book and her experience of life before. And after learning language, she'll describe what it was like to be a entity without language mm-hmm. and her complete singularity experience mm-hmm. and then the first word comes in and the world comes in she understands sky and all these different things Even immediately your, your story on the russian the colors yeah that. oh yeah so, so like so like another one is like they'll take like a color palette and put like 35 colors in a color palette sit an american down and say how many colors can you see they'll sit a russian person down and they see like twice as many and it's just because in language russians have a lot more words for uh variations of colors so in reality russians can see more blue than an american can think about that yeah blowing your mind right so so when you get a breakthrough or you get some kind of transformative thought which again happens like a lot throughout the day 
you don't you don't get it because look, me and Marcy, we meet, we go, hey guy, you know, hey guy, hey Marcy, and then from the moment we meet each other, we start asking each other questions like we are now. Why? So we can pull the stories out because this is the way humans upload and download tra- uh, information to one another. This is how we know. I know what Marcy likes. She knows what I don't like. Like all this kind of stuff. And then we train our environment. I'll force feed her baguettes. Yeah, she'll force feed her baguettes <laughs> so the cows come home. And then like, you know, but here's the thing. You train your environment how to respond to you and then you're in an argument with your environment responding to you that <laughs> yes. way. You're the one responsible for creating an environment that responds to you that way and then you go, fuck yep. you. Yep. Right? So then you get, have a transformative experience and this is what I call, uh, it's called your network, right? So people are having conversations about you that you've trained them to have about you but then you have a transformative thought like like wow i've been this like horrible with my mom for 30 fucking years no wonder that relationship's not working and you want to go up to your you know you have your transformation you think to yourself okay well i'm going to start showing up differently for mom but then you get around mom and mom's like bobby what the fuck is this you know like all all the same shit mom does and you flip the fuck out and there goes your transformation yeah but the reason that doesn't work is because the moment you have a transformative thought you think that everyone's just going to like see your transformation and you don't share about it so that they're still programmed to the old story and that that. yeah and that way you step out to your environment and one of the ways humans decipher their reality is through agreement if a lot of people agree it must be true but since you have no agreement for this transformation in your environment you go i guess that didn't happen right people like me and marcy we understand the power of sharing we understand the power of enrollment so when we have a transformative thought we're like from the rooftops, I'm a million fucking dollars, right? Yeah. Like that's how we work because we want everybody in our fucking environment to realize this is how I'm related it's to now. Agreement. Yeah, mm-hmm. you agree with it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's about getting her enrollment for that. So now she steps out into her environment. Everyone's like, yeah, Marcy is the million dollar coach. And guess what? If anyone says, uh, that scares me. Awesome. I love, I love and bless and yeah. honor you to be in the space you are. Know that's always about you. It has nothing to do with me. 100%. And you know, I'm just being a mirror for you. And rejection equals protection. So you can run away and create the space. For those people who are in that agreement and in alignment to me. And I, I, I was telling you, basically, when you got here, I was like, it's amazing to me, even as I've now declared this, what's showing up for me, the invites. Like, I, I'm, I just got invited right. to go be in a mastermind of, like, some of the most highly influential creators to create this this certain thing. And they're like, we're going to have dinner inside the vault where the Rockefeller were and like the money and like all this stuff. I'm just like, and no wonder I'm being invited into the space of the people who I get to influence at this degree and this level. Right. Yeah. If I didn't declare it, it wouldn't happen. Yep. Yes. Just and. just through declaration. Just through yes. declaration. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and guys, like, and, and think about this. So your power is in how many people agree upon which that you are. Like, if we took Obama and we took away distinction president mm-hmm. and we just put him on a street corner and he said the shit he says, he sounds like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. You give him distinction president, the whole world's on bated breath waiting mm-hmm. for something to happen, mm-hmm. right? So that stuff, that agreement matters so much to us as a reality, as singular, as singular people and as a whole. And what that means to the planet, right? Yeah. So when we're talking about global transformation, it's just like sharing of that idea. Go ahead. So here's a thought. Yes. You already knew. I was like, yeah. that's something, right? Where what if, or, or the space I think creates that, right? Is you don't need the agreement from other people. You simply choose it for yourself. Yes. So when you say, like, I have to choose it for myself, say, this is what I'm aligned to. This is what I get to have. Now, because of that, my whole world and environment has changed. Where I grew up, you know, on a farm, we had to grow own food to survive. Like my stories with money were not this. Wonderful, yeah. Right? Let alone my body from sicknesses, diseases, like anorexia, bulimia, you name it. From stalker attempts, rape attempts, kidnapping. There was no like love's okay, epic relationships exist. All this, as I slowly chose in on a different story and agreement, my world had to shift and change. But it starts with you being the person by yourself, yep. not to go, okay. Can you go, I mean, so if, if we're like, okay, it takes a share and an agreement, what's going to happen is just like what first person to pick me up when I get home says to me, 
wow, yeah, you're, you're, I saw you're doing a million dollar level. Yeah. Well, wow. You know, most people like somebody, he was saying how he had told someone I'm already a quarter million of a dollar coach, right? Like 250,000 and the person couldn't wrap their head around it. Yeah. They're like, how is that? What does she do to, uh, I don't understand. How can anyone pay a quarter million to talk to someone once a week? And I'm like, yep, that's okay. He's just not at the level of acceptance or right. that I am. Right. right. And so it's probably most likely going to come up for people that you see the evidence of what you have believed. And it's choosing, that's okay, that's my past story, what, what's the new belief and perception I want now, yes. and how do I declare this, and be okay with other people saying, ah, I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. Cool, I honor you. I honor you. To ha- and so it's like, you see this down to the simplest form, like Facebook, right? Like where, it, you know, it's interesting if someone ever says, lashes out, my response is not, well, fuck you, or I'm right, or let me block you. It's simply like, I can understand that perception, and I honor you to have whatever experience you want. This is what resonates for me, and this is what I choose. Right. You know, totally okay with that. And, and I also think when you pick a bigger experience, mm-hmm. like, that's a new muscle that you're now developing also, mm-hmm. right? Like, that muscle is not fully developed. So you're like, it's starting doing the reps. So what shows up around you is not like all the opportunities immediately for a million dollars. It's like the little tests that come along the way. Mm-hmm. Because the universe, God, whatever you want to call it to me, I always feel like you create and then it goes, are you really short? Yes. Like it's whispering in your ear, like, are you really short? And it's like, what's going to arise are the opportunities that you need to step through in order to fully see that arise on the planet, right? Yep. So again, it's like, it's no coincidence. The first person you meet is like, are you sure, Marcy? You know, like, of course it's going to show up because it's like, this is your first test. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm fucking sure. Yeah. Right. And that's the the opportunity to now enroll that person to Mm -hmm. create agreement back into that reality. And then again, if like, if our measurement of reality is agreement, you want your environment, like force feeding the, whatever reality you want to be experiencing back to you. So you want to be like enrolling the people in your environment. Like, and that could be down to like, I'm quitting smoking cigarettes Mm -hmm. or I want to lose 10 pounds Mm -hmm. or like my relationship with my mom needs to get better. Like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But here's why I want to say like how fucked up our society is right now down to like a birthday wish. Mm-hmm. We've been told oh, super, superstitions yeah. not yeah. to not to say your birthday wish. Guys, mm-hmm. that's the exact opposite of, of how it works and manifesting. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, here's everybody who cares, mm-hmm. who can get enrolled in your idea of the thing you want most this year and you're going, no, I'll keep it inside. Like, are you fucking mental? Yeah, yeah it should be the exact opposite. You should be like, I'm making $150,000 this month yep. and declare that to the people who care. Yep. That it's going to manifest like that. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like everything's ass backwards. Um, so, so know that, right? Like know that our measure of a, well, just so you know, like measurement of reality is your five senses, terrible measurement for reality. Mm-hmm. It's like 95% wrong. Mm-hmm. And then like agreement is another big one. There's a much more. And even more... you're feeling like, oh, it doesn't, this doesn't feel good. Well, that's because you're fucking scared because you're on the edge of your comfort zone of where you want to stay and run high yeah. instead of like, ooh, why? And like internal processing and all this. I, I mean, you could end it just by being like, yeah. everything's ass backwards. Boom, ass backwards. <laughs> so, but I want to talk a little bit about healing because we mentioned physical healing. Yeah. So, so the medicine itself could be extremely physically healing. Yes. Like I've healed major issues in my back. Yep. Marcy mentioned she got like knee surgery and this knee, is not a liver, euphem- yeah. this is not a euphemism or a no, metaphor. I got a new knee. Yeah, literally like the medicine goes in and like energistically can heal your body and it's yeah. like on demand almost. You're like, please heal this and you literally feel this like entity like moving towards heating it up, cleaning. I got some surgery done back here. For, I don't even know why, but mm-hmm. it was near the liver for sure. Yeah. And like something, Which is what stores anger and yes. why you can see from the past the anger and the storing and the holding the ego down, yeah. why it was there in your body. Yes, mm-hmm. so true, which is amazing how timing works. And I, again, I don't believe in coincidences. Mm-hmm. I've just recently started working with an acupuncturist last month. Yeah. And she took one one feeling on my pulse, and she's like, it's very fire. You have too much fire in the liver. Depression shows up from that. Anger shows up from that. Like, every side effect I've ever had in my life. 
And sure enough, I go to ayahuasca like a week later, and this thing is like yanking fire out of my liver, which is just pinging me that that's probably what's happening. Yeah. But here's what I want to tell you guys. There are, let's talk about healing, right? You have a physical ailment, or you have an ailment. You go to the doctor, and the doctor pops you a pill. And what the pills, do, <laughs> and what the pills doing is the pill uh, has chemicals in it that go up into your brain, and what they're doing is they're hacking receptor sites. They're basically like disrupting receptor sites so that the brain can effectively send signals from your body to your brain that says there's pain there. Go heal it, right? So in your mind, it feels like everything is fine because now you're creating detachment between your body and your mind. And then you think, well, I'm fine, but that's why every pill you see on TV has 20 or 30 side effects because while you're blocking the signals from entering your brain, your body's fucking dying at the same time. And that's why your body's like diarrhea and fucking dying because it's not getting signals sent to it properly. So it's just like destroying itself from within, okay? Second level of healing is kind of what we're talking about is like understand the mind, understand language, understand phenomenology, start treating yourself so that when the roots are growing out of control in the weeds, at least you're like, oh shit, there's weeds over here. I should probably grab the weed whacker and like do a little housekeeping around here. Shit's getting out of control, okay? And that's like treatment because the weeds are going to keep on growing. Like, you know, we can get some weed killer or whatever the hell it's called round up and like kill some weeds but next year there's gonna be weeds again right it's not it's not the it's not the cure and i want to talk to you guys about the experience that she kind of mentioned with some of the physical stuff i've been able to do and this all got sourced from doing vipassana or vipassana um as it seems to be interchangeable some people make me wrong for the shna i don't care i don't know <laughs> we don't care i remembered it was shna. they taught me it's shna. i said i don't fucking care what's the difference it works yeah so I sat in silence for 10 day of meditation and you can't look at anybody. There's no looking at people in the eyes. You can't gesture to them, nothing. So it's like basically like a very isolationist experience. So what, here's what I want you guys to understand. I was, uh, the highlights of things I'm now able to do as a functionalist meditation. Yeah. And part of it I want to say is during my experience, ayahuasca served because I had felt some of this stuff in my body before. So like I kind of knew what to do, yeah. but just highlights really quick. Uh, I can feel, and again, it's not at the same level of sensitivity, so I want to make sure that I'm authentically speaking what's happening right now. I can feel uh, my brain releasing peptides, I think peptides, into receptor sites in my brain. So I can literally feel like the signals being sent in. I can control the receptor sites by opening and closing them, just like you would a muscle, just like your hand. Uh, I could also go into the receptor sites and actually pull out these peptides. And these are peptides that are sending signals into my body. So like, I can feel where my knee is in my brain, and I can literally squeeze on it like a muscle. And when I squeeze on it, I can go in there and just drill out these peptides. And because the peptides disappear, they're the ones sending the, the pain signal to my, my body. And my body responds with inflammation. So the moment I remove it, the body responds by deflating. And you, can, you can literally touch me while I do it. And you'll feel my body going like that, like it's like air is coming out of it. Um, so when I was able to do that, after I discovered it, uh, within about... 15 minutes my body was able to be about 10 times more flexible than it was right before and again not because I was more flexible because I removed the inflammation from body parts that have had an experience inflammation for so long like again like your knees your back your neck all these areas that hurt so much for everybody that the body just responds with flexibility like think about a baby they're not like going to yoga classes 10 times a week they're just naturally flexible there's no inflammation in the body so uh, that was part of it and then I found a few organs in the brain, which we'll believe for a later conversation. But, um, but again, they, one of them controls the movement of uh, the hemispheres in my brain, literally like, a, uh, like an appendage of finger. And the other one's like a snake, believe it or not, that retracts out of the back of my brain. And that's is, the dick in the brain. That's the dick in the brain. Which that, we like to call it. Yeah, we like to call the dick fun. in the brain. It's more fun. <laughs> Some people have a dick in the box. I got a dick in the brain. Hey, Ma, <laughs> there's a dick in both. the brain. Hey, hey, get that dick out of your brain. Uh, but... <laughs> 
So this this dick, this snake is like has a mouth, and what it's shooting out is these peptides, and they come out like chains. Uh, I could feel like it feels like water almonds, basically. And I, again, I can feel all this stuff happening. It also seems to be responsible for repair of some kind. Like if things get amiss up here, like I've gone up there and fucked with my energy a little bit and felt like I scar tissued something, and it literally comes out and like fixes everything. It's it's pretty amazing. Also, if I unload everything from this uh, this dick. Uh, my body will double in size. It looks like I'm retaining water, and then I can like bring it all back in and and shrink down. And one day I will probably do this on camera so you guys can see this. But I have like you know I, I documented some of these things uh, at the end of it. Now here's what I'm telling you: all that is fun, and that was not even the point of the meditation. I was just fucking around with stuff in my brain. Thank God I'm not dead for it. Um, <laughs> and but, if you were, you'd be okay. Yeah, with I'd be good with it too. I'd be like, that was <laughs> so fun. But here's what I want to tell you guys. I've come to understand that the part of the brain that we're calling subconscious is not subconscious at all. And I actually believe that the subconscious actually lives more in the body than in the mind. I'm sure it's related, actually. And what, what at least my experience was, is that this whole mechanism is an atrophy. So you can call the body like your input and output sensory device, right? It's how we receive information. In, in the movie Avatar, for instance, like the people were the avatars and then they could connect to the animal. So the way I like to think about it is like the mind is the avatar, like the person, and this is the, this is the animal. And there's a connection between these two that can be severed or can be created. Again, the pills are severing that connection. And this really is your like animalistic tool. Like this is the part of the brain that's made us conscious and imaginative and stuff like that. So they live separately, right? And we have not been taught how to create a deep and meaningful connection between these two. For any of you guys who have done hallucinogenics, you know that in those moments you have a deep connection between these two, even if you've not understood that yet. And the feeling of oneness that you're getting is because this connection is suddenly available to you. And you'll notice that where there was subjectivity in your life, suddenly there's like nothing but objectivity, just like ayahuasca. It's like, and then the answers are just like flowing, like you could just see, right? You're just connected. So here's the analogy I want to give you guys. The subconscious part of you is like very fertile soil. And we've had this conversation, but I'll reiterate for you because it's so super important. And in this soil is uh, what gets planted in there is your reactions to things. So like everything you're you're averting, everything you're craving, these are the responses that you have in life. So every time you react, I want you to imagine that this like reaction, which actually looks like that, like a Merkaba, goes out into the subconscious part of you hits the fertile soil and a tree like immediately grows if you continue to react which you do because we none of us have been taught how to stop these reactions the fruit falls off the tree disintegrates into the ground leaves seeds and you get more trees before you know it you're standing in a fucking forest right so if you're in a forest again think about like flying over a canopy and the conscious part is like what you can see so you can see the leaves, right? When you're flying over a canopy, you have no consciousness of what's underneath this canopy. Yeah. Now, if you were to do developmental work on your conscious mind, on understanding language and its effect on human beings, it's going to get you down to the branches. We'll even get you down into the bark and we'll eventually get you down into the roots and you'll be able to do some root work, yeah. but you'll never really feel cured. And it's almost like if I gave you an ax or like a weed whacker, you can sit there and like cut everything down. That didn't look like cutting down at all. But the, the way... <laughs> Do we turn this into a sexual <laughs> joke? Uh, uh, wow. It's so good. But right, the moment you stop chopping down those trees or keeping your eye on the weeds, like it's just going to grow back again, right? And that's where there's no cure. There's no, there's just training, not yeah. cure. So this type of work gets you down to the subconscious level and allows you to uproot the trees. But with subconscious work, with ayahuasca also... You know, you'll leave there and you'll have this like realignment mm-hmm. and this like deep knowing of like, whoo, something's really fucking different around here. Yep. Now, it might not get up to your conscious mind for six to 18 months 
to really understand what happened to you. And again, think about the tree. Like if I uproot the trees, uproot the, the roots, and the tree starts falling over, the last thing that hits the ground is the leaves, yeah. where the conscious mind is. Yeah. So it takes a long time to work its way up the chain. Yeah. But here's, here's like a key takeaway, whether or not you do this practice or not. Here's how we can become functional in your life right away. So here's what I've now understood. When people are out in public, again, you're receiving information through your body all the time. Now, you guys are aware of gross sensations in your body, like when you have an itch or like a burn, right? Like that's a sensation that you're experiencing, but that's at the highest level. Now, think about all the way down the chain, down to your subatomic levels. There is constantly sensory input coming in through the body, constant vibration and sensations that you're not aware of because you haven't trained yourself to be conscious of them yet. Again, it's an atrophy. Imagine if you can start going down those levels and start sensing things that aren't gross sensations at all, but these like very like mild, almost like an electric current inside of your body. So if you could do that, like if you're out in public and someone's speaking or yelling or laughing over there, we can measure thought. We can measure language. It's, there's energy being output, mm-hmm. which means it's like a pulse, right? Like, boo, yeah. like out like that. Yeah. And when that boo is eventually going to hit you, mm-hmm. even from far away, and then you go, I have an itch. Yep. And you wonder where that's coming from. Yep. That's your environment talking to you. Now, I want to just, again, in pragmatic ways, like in Indonesia, when the typhoon came, Humans died. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, not a single animal died when that happened. Not one. Not one fucking animal. Mm. Now, we're the smart ones, right? So think about what's the difference between us and this animal. We have the frontal lobe, right, which has disconnected us from our body because we, we rely so heavily on this consciousness that we forgot that there's this whole other sensory input device. Mm-hmm. The animals, they're on. They're down to the subatomic level probably or, or pretty deep in. Yeah. So when their environment is speaking and there's a whole bunch of energy coming at them, they're like, something's wrong. And they start going, right? Mm-hmm. We need to see first. And again, we talk, I'm sure you tell, tell everyone this too. Like this life is not about seeing to believe. It's about mm-hmm. believing to see. Yep. These animals fucking believe because they're getting sensory input devices. Yep. Now we have that ability too. Yep. And that's where our superhero genius lies is in activating this subconscious part of ourselves mm-hmm. that really isn't. Even in the movie Lucy, yeah, she's activating her brain, but notice how her body gets in tune, like all these things, right? Like it's all the same. So that pulsation, you can start becoming aware of that and start getting information from your environment. And again, on ayahuasca, it takes you to the nth degree of that experience. Now, most people don't understand it because they only have reason at the cognitive and language level, and they haven't done the inner work to upgrade the sensory input. So they think that, oh, okay, my mind is opening up. No, no. It's all opening up. And that's why, like, you start getting massive answers because you're absorbing from the environment Mm -hmm. information and you're aware of it. So you become a fucking genius instantaneously. So I really want Marcy to talk to all this because I know she's got a whole bunch of shit going on in there. But I want to give you a small exercise, guys, about this. Here's the truth that I've come to understand. Everything in life is temporary. There's no permanence to anything in this universe. Everything is just rising and passing, rising and passing. Our lives, moths' lives, stars' lives, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a micro of the macro, like over and over again. Cells are born, they die. It's, it's just the way of it is. It's the it's universal like the four truth. seasons. It has to be created, birthed, maintained, yes. destroyed, you know, and then destroyed yeah. to create space for the next. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this is universal truth. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's fi- hard to find universal truths, so it's good to know at least one of them. <laughs> so this is, this is one, like things are rising and passing, including your thoughts and feelings and all that stuff included. Mm-hmm. If that's the case... And I'm telling you that everything starts in body like the sensation. So like, you know, when you have an itch on your body, if you react to the itch and you start going like this or a rash, mm-hmm. what happens to the itch of the rash? It's, it grows, right? And that's like, oh, suddenly I'm itchy over here. Suddenly I'm itchy over here. Suddenly I have a rash over here. That's the reaction is spreading that thing. Mm-hmm. The moment you stop reacting, what happens? Start shrinking mm-hmm. back down. Same thing with headaches. 
you had a headache, mm-hmm. start, try not to think about the headache that's reacting to the headache. The headache seems to grow. You pop that pill. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you're not just taking the pill. You're also saying to yourself, oh, good, the pill's in. I can stop thinking about the headache. You stop reacting. And the headache seems to start going away mm-hmm. almost immediately as the pill goes in, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times you can't tell the difference what's working. So, again, if that's the case, if you're feeling something ill in your life or you're feeling bad or whatever it might be, it's starting at the sensation level, and then it works its way up. So it's a sensation, then some kind of feeling maybe or intuition that goes into the mind. The mind interprets all that stuff, mm-hmm. turns it into language, and then you output it into here and then put that action to reality, and that's how it works. Now, reverse engineer that. Everything starts with sensation. Now, here's the truth, guys. Everything is just a sensation. All your thoughts, your feelings, everything you've ever done in your life always started with some sensation in the body. And the real truth is it was just a sensation. Everything you added to it, all the meaning, all the bullshit you created around it, you made that up, mm-hmm. up here with this little feeble, awesome tool. Mm-hmm. And so if you're having a problem, whether it's like depression or, or sadness or whatever it is, notice that there is a feeling in the body at the same time. Like you never have an emotion to think to yourself, oh, good, the body feels great, but my unless, mind is fucked to hell. Unless they've completely blocked it. Yeah. Which right. can be, they've gone that deep into yeah. the rabbit hole of... of disconnection and that could be like psychosomatic diseases of all kinds that we can name right but again this stuff heals psychosomatic diseases by its very nature so if you're feeling let's say depressed or sad right now you know sit there for a moment and to key in like what's happening in the body now you might feel like you're being choked over here or there's like a heaviness in your chest or like a pit in your stomach but again notice like realize the truth there's just a sensation and also realize the other universal truth is it's it's passing and falling which again ayahuasca is very clear about like the temporal nature, like things are just like boom, 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 like moving really fast. And if that's the case, all you have to do is close your eyes, takes just a few minutes, close your eyes, and just observe the sensation. Don't add meaning to it, just observe the truth, mm-hmm. which is, is just a sensation. And you will see like all sensations, if you just observe it, it will just disappear on its own mm-hmm. because it has its lifespan of rising and passing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll take an hour, I don't fucking know. It depends on how deep that shit is rooted, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like if you just let it pass, because this is the root of your emotional state. It's the root of your thought state. Guess what's going right along with it? The emotions and the thought disappear right with it. And it works every fucking time. So have you ever listened to my freedom audios? No. Okay, so several things which I love that you brought so much attention to. And something that was coming up for me is ultimately what we're talking about. And this is where I think people could listen to what we're saying and go, whoa. Yeah. You're so fucking out there. And you're talking about these abilities with your body, all these things that parameters are like, that does not exist. I can't understand. I have to take pills and da-da-da, and I don't know how to feel or any of these things. And what we're what the, the goal of this message, or you know, at least for me, what's coming out is hearing this is the level of ease that's possible when you align to your superhero abilities. So just like the animals save themselves because they felt something, they were in tune with that energy. And we're talking about how, like, I came out of the jungle and I'm like, like, my coaching is up level to the degree that I can make this massive transformation for people because I can, like, I'm a lot, I can feel the intuition, the inspiration, the energy. I can feel their energy before we're even on the phone. Yes. And, uh, you know, have these understandings out that are so much greater than just me being in what I thought I could do with my body. Now, something I want to bring attention to is that there's a reason why when you're first born, it takes you time to open up your eyes and you to use your eyes like it's like kids can't see out of their eyes when they're first born, right? Because you've been using your third eye chakra to see. You were feeling sound, you were hearing everything, you were taking everything through energy, through sensation, right. through feeling. 
clearly, right. you didn't need your fucking eyes yes. to find evidence. You were operating out of your third eye. Mm. So all of a sudden we become human beings born and we're like trying to open our eyes. And then we start to go out of this trusting this instead of everything that is in our being, our energy. Now let's speak to energy because people even go, well, what do you mean like this whole energy connection? I feel like somebody's word, etc. It's just like I've used this analogy where you've hugged somebody and like when we hug, it's like, oh God, love to see you. And it's like, I can sit and love you for a second. And there's this feeling of melting in love. And then when you could go turn around and hug somebody else, it's like hugging a rock yeah. with limbs, yeah, right? Yeah, You're yeah. like cold. Hell yeah. Yeah. You hug, yeah. So that's energy, right? And so the thing that I want to bring attention to is that we've, we, even when you say like everything's a sensation, the feeling, so a big part of my teaching is helping people connect to the level of this is how you're meant to fucking operate. Mm. You are meant to fucking operate through feeling and, and, and it's not what you see. It's not what you hear. It's, it's what are you feeling? So, um, in my freedom audios that I teach, like my five steps to overcome sabotage, it's all about tuning in and going, Oh, what am I feeling? If I'm feeling in my chest, this represents sadness. What am, and what if we actually went into the question to go, what am I really sad about? Yes. What is the thought or there? But when we just tend to like shut down feelings. So from the time we're little, I'll use this example. You get pushed on the playground at two years old and you go running up to mom and dad and you're crying. Right. And do they go, what are you feeling? What's going on in there? Like, what, what are you experiencing? Are we curious? Are we asking questions? Are we tuning into like, what's the experience and what am I creating from this experience? Instead we go, it's okay. It's okay. Like, which tells you shut it down. Yeah. Emotion is bad. So you've literally from the time you're a little program, mm-hmm. crying is not okay. You know, emotion is bad. And so you were even talking to anger, etc. And see, when we see all things out of the, actually the greatness that it gives us, if I am, so I think of it as, you know, this, the, if you say, you know, I'm connected to source, universe, whatever words you want to use, God, and I'm this divine creation, right? Like I'm operating through beingness, which is the vibration I'm putting out, the energy, my perceptions, my thoughts, my words are all creating around me. And so I have this, this flow of energy coming through me here, right? The moment I say, it's not okay for me to express anger, it goes, it's not okay for me to express sadness. It's not okay for me to experience this or this or this. We literally go into this conformity mask of like, okay, I'm a, a fucking uh, garden hose connected that's kinked. And you wonder why the fuck you can't manifest. Because mm-hmm. you're not operating at a level of how you've been divinely created. What we are talking about here is remembering how you've been created to experience. Simply by, huh. So even, and we could go deep into, you know, when someone scratches their nose, it wasn't even that, you know, they felt the energy. It's like, Ooh, I just, I just, it it literally everything's body language, everything. Someone's crossing when I'm breaking people down, like in live retreats and also in their body. And I'm like, let's open back up. Let's, let's, let's be okay with this because it all connects to what's going on inside here. But we are so disconnected to that. So when you're saying like, someone's like, you know, they've even blocked how they feel. I've, I've had people I've coached where they're like, I don't feel, I don't know how to feel because they shut down feeling a long time yeah, ago. I was one of those. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So what, I mean, and just if anything, this hopefully will give some, some, you know, put an ear towards for these individuals, whoever chooses to listen to this, what is possible? Like in, when you're operating at this level of being, this is what we're talking about. You might think all this is fucking crazy. And like, you know, and we hope that you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, wow, I, I am so fucking honored to be crazy. Like, please, thank God I am crazy. Yeah. Because Mark Twain says it best. When you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. So when people call me crazy, I'm like, fuck, yes. I like being one of the crazy ones because I want to be the 1% of the 1%. And all we're talking about here is if you're not experiencing, first off, at the level of your life where you're talking about you're experiencing depression or unhappy or any of those things, well, 
Uh, we want you to hear it. That's a choice. And you actually can shift that experience. And how do you start to shift that experience? And then, then align yourself to the place of, I am worthy of relationships. Awesome. My yes. body. Awesome. All this. And then even align yourself to the place of like, and I can actually receive and manifest, do anything I want at this level, like heal my body. That's what's possible. But most people aren't willing to stand up. So I want to honor you and even like sharing all your experiences and like, like, that's what I just loved having these, these conversations with you. And like, you fucking get it is that most people won't stand up and say, you know, yeah, I understand that you're experiencing this with your body. Are you willing to face the truth? It's a choice. You created this from the emotions, the disconnect, like shaming yourself, not loving yourself, yeah. etc. And this is what's actually possible. You've healed your body from amazing things. I've healed my body and what you're capable of doing with your body. I'm just like, I'm still like in awe. And I'm like, cool, I'm going that, there. That makes the two of us. Right? Yeah. 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 And I just want to tell you guys, the exciting part for me when I left that experience and all this stuff started getting activated was you could call it spiritual. You could, you could call it whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. This is a biological phenomenon that's happened yeah. to me. And it mm-hmm. just requires training. And, and the thing that I'm doing to activate it, continue to pursue this is very simple. Mm-hmm. Like it's an extremely simple practice like to this to the point where it's so simple you'd be like that couldn't possibly be it but that's just like controlling your thoughts yeah right yeah how simple is it to manifest well i choose what i think yes. i choose what i speak yes. i choose what i feel but yes. we as society made it hard yeah absolutely so you know the, the exciting part for me and and i know she would echo this too is you know we're we're big proponents for starting creating movements where this is in the ether in the conversation because we we understand the power of enrollment and the, the power of an idea like marcy and i will fucking die one day you know, whether it's tomorrow or seven no, fucking thousand, seven thousand years from now, <laughs> right. and we'll do this shit again. Yeah. But you know what? The ideas don't die, and they've permeated through our our uh, species and through our history for very long periods of time. Uh, I will tell you this, like from from a, a personal perspective, and I and I hope you know, like Marcy's here, so I, I know like she's got a good audience, and a lot of people watch this. Um, I've my messages from ayahuasca have been that I am the one. And like significantly so, and like that I can play a major role in terms of what what occurs next on this planet. And I intend to continue to develop myself to play that at the highest level that I possibly can. And really all that means is like I don't believe that I have this ego enough to think that I can solve all the world problem by myself. But I want to stand up and be an example for what a what an enlightened, transformed human being could look like in this time in history. So that we can stand up and identify other people who are willing to play this game with me. And I know there's many out there who are significantly smarter than me and more capable than me. But that's fine. I'm not about trying to be the best. I'm just about trying to be the best I can be and give speech to authenticity on this planet so that other people have space for it too. But here's what I want to tell you. Giving them permission to show up as well. And asking for it and calling it. Yeah, we curse. Not because we think it's cute. Because it's in in us. We love Her and I wear exclamation points and periods. Some people are uh, apostrophes and commas. Like, Mm -hmm. we're all about like the punchiness. We don't got time for bullshit, right? So we don't fuck around. We don't fuck around. <laughs> so like this is the way we choose to communicate, but this is authentic for us. And whether it turns you on or turns you off, that's for you to judge. Okay. Yeah, it's for you to judge. Now, at the end of the day, here's what I want to tell you. I've seen, like again, like looking at relationships, if Marcy and I get in a fight and we don't handle that responsibly, what we're saying is let's sweep it under the carpet. Hopefully enough time will go by where we both forget this shit happened and then there won't be an impact on our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of you guys are doing this in your relationships, whether it's yourself or with other people. And it's like, no, there's a fucking impact. Mm-hmm. All the time there's an impact. I already created a perception that I'm going to operate yeah. out of and, and create a disconnected energy and everything. Absolutely. Even if that's just in the subconscious part of you living, it's that subconscious part is manifesting issues all the time. You can't get away from the subconscious part of yourself. It's the most powerful part of yourself. So... 
I've seen that there's been historical events like World War II, like what Hitler did, stuff like that, that are these conversations that we haven't completed, these relationships we haven't completed, that we're not willing to forgive ourselves for yet because we haven't done that work. And that we don't have any leaders at the highest level helping us to understand how to even do the healing work that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Now, in physics, we have a rule that two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. You can't build a functional relationship on top of fucked up things. Yep. And what we have is a whole bunch of fucked up things throughout our history mm-hmm. that we're trying to build a new society, new ideas on top of, and it really just doesn't work because there's no new foundation for us to build upon. And I'd like to start having a conversation for how do we heal as a society, as a species, about these things because we haven't forgiven ourselves. Guys, if you want to be a fully self-expressed human being, right, full self-expression with your body, with your mind, with your thoughts, with your emotions, that means you can do whatever the fuck you want with all this, right? Now, if I do this with my arm, and I'm a Jew, right, so understand that from, from my perspective too. If I do that with my, uh, my arm, I get incited by that. I'm like, oh, fuck, right? Like, I have shame, and I'm like, <sighs> like, it makes me want to vomit. If I move my leg too straight, that shit makes me want to vomit. If I see someone with an R-band, I think Hitler. Like, I don't have healing around that. Neither do you, probably. Now, that means I'm immediately limited in my self-expression, my full self-expression, and just how I want to use my body, because heaven forbid it fucking reminds me of something. Mm -hmm. Now, that guy is a fucking crazy person, but he was a genius, and he started something that that idea has permeated through our history for the last almost 100, like, whatever, 70 years now. We can do that again. We can do that again, but we can do it the right way and actually create amazing, beautiful movements all over this planet by enacting the same exact things that this man did. But it's going to start with us healing the shit that's not healed. Guys, that's what I'm here for. That's my mission. That's what I'm here to create. Yeah. So I'd like to share that with you because I, 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 that's what I want to enroll my community in. That's how I want to be looked at. That's what I'm bringing to the table. And I, and I hope that if that message inspires you or anything that we share that inspires you also, that you're like, mm, I'm not ready to play at that size. That's cool. But at least if it inspires you, know that there's a game you can start playing in your life where you can get, get to this on that level. Path and process. Yeah. You don't have to be great to start. You just got to start. Yeah. Great. There's there's nothing special about me and this woman, and like in, in like a biological sense, mm-hmm. we weren't born with any sort of fucking gifts. Like maybe we're inclined. I'd, like I, I'd love to actually ask you this question before we <laughs> sign off. It's like I don't know where my um, I don't know where this fire comes from for me. Mm-hmm. Like there's a fire there, and it's just always fucking been there mm-hmm. that I've always wanted to like serve. I don't really know what my motivation is. I really don't. Do you, are you clear about why you're so strongly motivated? Well, you and I have had conversations about my purpose of being here, right? And, like, like being that, uh, you know, I've come back several times to shift the consciousness yeah. of the yeah, planet. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's inclinations I can go back to and go, when I was a kid, like, I had, I mean, from you look at my traumatic experiences, which we talked about trauma being this beautiful catalyst for if I didn't experience these things, I had experienced this amount of trauma to be this, this uh, have this range Right. Of like, we're, we're sitting here and like, you know, I've got this beautiful house in the backyard and we're chilling in San Diego. And I came from where it's like, I had to grow my own food to survive yes. at a young age. And so there's this range and this understanding. And I had inclinations of times when like my, like being almost, uh, had attempted like kidnappings, rape attempts, uh, stalker almost killed several times was like, I knew I had this inner knowing you've been saved because you have more to do. Mm. Right. Like there's a different passion and purpose. Now we can, we can, we, you might go, I mean, I can see this going on. All things are true, you know? So I could have this answer and say, oh, there's this. And there's also this. Now there's a part of me that says like every single one of us has a genius. Now, are you choosing to, again, find that genius, to share that genius, to be able to express and say, this is what I do. Every single one of us has that. 
Now, and on top of that, I know, like, I'm like, I'm one of the 12 that's meant to shift the consciousness yep. of the planet. So have I chosen to align to the gifts and the genius that is in me that I'm here to serve a purpose? You might say some people are attuned, like, you're the one. And I 100% believe you. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, you, you know, share it, spread it. And I'm like, yep, got you have amazing genius and ability. And it's like, here, still like, yeah, share your share that message of what you are and what you're calling into so that the more people can draw to you and have that support. So you have a specific genius and which, which breaks out us that there's no way we could ever compare, right? Like you, you said it in so many simple ways. We're no different. And yet we are Yeah. like, I'm not special. And yet I'm fucking uniquely divinely special. I, the universe is like, uh, like my one energy is sending out a vibration that literally I could come to the place of going, just me being here, choosing, if I chose to just put out that vibration of change and, and love and this, I'm shifting the, con- the, the planet right now. I don't ever have to do, be, or express myself in any other way to be, you know, anything other outside of me. And I'm already perfect. That was the message I shared with my boys yes. in our journey was yes. like, anything else is a lie. You're perfect and complete right now and in anything you ever do. And to the same retrospect, we know we can sit here and meditate all day long. And instead, are we going to go actually take action and create it? And so, so being, how do you follow that inspiration? I think it is to go, oh, this is what I feel inspired to do that I can go do. Because if I compare myself to you, it's never going to work. You're 37.2 plus trillion unique cells, right? Like have your own experiences. Even you and your brother that are from the same family are so fucking different, right? Twins are so completely different. That's why comparison doesn't work in any of these stories or conformities or parameters of our society just don't work. So I think, of course, every single one of us, first off, every single one of us has the opportunity. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you're the one, and so you get this opportunity, and they don't. Right. Right? Every fucking person has the same opportunity with time, with abilities, with it doesn't matter where you came from, who your family is, etc. We, we know that's all story. comes down to the simple truth. You're like, I can do these things with my body, and it's so simple. That's what people think is crazy. We're making a heart. It's so simple that am I am I willing to to control the, the words that come out of my mouth, the, the 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 thoughts, the vibrations, what I choose to focus on, how big I declare myself, right? So yeah, every single person has the opportunity to do it, and each of us has our divine genius. That's not to say like, well, you know, you got to wait to know like, well, what's my purpose? Well, God, just tell me what my purpose is. Well, your purpose is just fucking experience this life in whatever way yeah, you want. Yeah. What do you find along that journey? <laughs> Depends on how how open you are, how much it can be feedback, how you shift those perceptions, how deep you want to go. Yeah. So all things are true. Yeah, look, <laughs> right? we're, uh, if I, I would just say we we trust and we listen. Yeah. You know, and, and we like like listen, um, and this stuff that's taken, uh, at least to me it's taken yeah. me a long time to get to. Yeah. Uh, and it's so funny, like, and the moment you have the experience, it's just like balance. It's like mm-hmm. oh, that was easy. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe getting balance on that bicycle wasn't like the the process yeah. might have been like dealt with overwhelm, frustration, and all these other things that come along with it. But, like, the moment that experience is in, it's in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, ultimately, what it comes down to, the reason we're at where we're at, where we're at, we have the results in life that we do, where you and I are both like, whoa, you live in every aspect of your life. You've got it handled. You've broken through the bullshit around money and your body and relationships and all this stuff to experience this because results don't lie. Yeah. That's the main thing I want people to hear is, like, results don't lie. So, you know, if you're not experiencing, if you don't have the results, there's something to look at, right? And... You know, it's not just like, there's not just one answer we're going to deliver here to be like, okay, so how did you in tune to your genius? We both studied this for years and implemented and implemented and implemented and implemented to this beingness and understanding of being in this place. So if you're not experiencing it, get on the path. I mean, that's it. If it it calls to you, 
you know, I know you do coaching. I do coaching. There's several ways and processes. If we're like, we're talking about ayahuasca, whether it calls to come down with us into the jungle and do it or to go find your own experience of it. And, you know, there's things we want to say, make sure it's, it's the right experience. Yeah. And there could be a whole talking around that. Yeah. It's just, it's a choice, right? It's simply a choice. Like, what do you want to experience? What do you now choose to experience? Cool. What are you going to do with it? Yep. Did that answer your question? I don't even know. Right? I, I just like the conversation. Okay, but share. I'm, I'm I, getting like an idiot because of that. I want to share. I want you to share your, like you were getting into, and we got distracted like we do. Like I'm like, we could go anywhere. It's fine. Is to what your movement and message really is. Like what you're calling it. Yeah. So for me, uh, again, like I had a really clear message about healing around the World War II and Hitler and mm-hmm. how, how much it's transcended. But I can look back out through our history and see that. But what I've also seen is, um, you know, we talked about the network, the na- that networker conversation. Now, that idea can radically change the world. That yeah. ability to share radically changes the world and, and does change the world. Like, yeah. I don't like to talk about Donald Trump, but he's also enacting those principles right now, which is why he's created such a movement, maybe not in the most positive way, but yeah. he has. Yeah. So if we look at creating movements, symbols have always been key to our society, flags and uh, crests and you know, all these different things, right, to, like, like unify us behind a movement. And I thought, like, you know, Hitler did a really good fucking job of that. Like, yeah. you can't think of a swastika and think of anything else. And, you know, he did it with armbands uh, around Jews. And, again, like, really strong symbols that are burned into our memories. Now, I was like, why don't we do that? Like, if the healing is done around that, we can forgive ourselves. Like, why not create a movement of people who are dedicated to a few principles in their life. And a lot of the principles I'm talking about are things we're talking about here. It's people who take responsibility, who see themselves at the source of creation, not as everything's happening to me. It's people who have integrity and live by those principles. It's people who understand these this subconscious training and are committed to developing that within themselves. And I'm about creating a movement, which will have something to do with like a blue triangle or something, a blue or a green triangle. I haven't decided quite yet. And it's just a movement where we could identify you as one of these people. Because when I was 19 years old and I had my awakening, and I don't, I'm not doing this to demean it because my awakening was extremely powerful. Um, when I had my awakening, I, I got, again, like universal truths become really obvious yeah. at certain quantum leap moments in your life. And in that moment, I saw a vision of a world and I was living in New York City or in Boston at the time. And I imagined like walking down the street and I have like uh, clearing exercises. And what that means is just like when you have like, you're holding stuff in. It's just like just sharing it to like release and let it go so you can actually like intend and create and manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine like walk at the time I was 19 and like getting a job was a big fucking deal for me. So I imagined a world where I could like walk down the street and somehow identify people who suddenly saw this vision of the world that I had. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I could just like if I was like scared of something like on my way to an interview and I could just stop like this guy in the street and be like, hey, dude, you got two minutes. But because he identified himself as this like person who stood for these principles, like one of the things is, like, you're generous with your time for anybody. And you would just stop and be like, yeah, absolutely. What do you need? Mm-hmm. And, like, really get present for a moment and be like, hey, okay, so I'm on my way to the interview. I just want to release all this stuff so I can go in there really powerfully. I'm worried about this. So I'm scared about that. Okay, but what I'm intending and I'm creating is I'm going to fucking get the best job ever. They're going to give me a huge salary. Like, my life's going to change today. Right? And, like, walk in there with that. And I'm like, what a fucking world that would be. Yeah. Right. Like if that's how we treated one another, if that was the type of community you went anywhere on the planet where you landed, that's your community anywhere. And I've been like around Landmark and I can tell you when I go to Landmark centers, it doesn't matter where the fuck I am in the world. I'm in my community, whether I know somebody's name or not. So and again, because I know what people stand for, what their principles are, what their integrity is and the work that they've done on themselves because of that work. And that's the kind of world I want to live in. Mm -hmm. So. And whether or not, again, you agree or not, but like I know that there's people who would align with that. So my big vision is to create a movement behind symbology 
again, like what Hitler did, but kind of in reverse. And just, healing. Yeah, yeah, what? Healed yeah, healed healing instead of killing, right? And and use this technology, use this phenomenology, use these subconscious trainings that have been around for a long time, guys. These are not like, it's not like her and I came up with this shit and we're like, by the way, you should split test this on yourself. And it's been around for tens of thousands of years and we've just forgotten it. And it's time to remember. So I'm I'm here to help you remember. This is who you are. And the superhero shit this is who we are. These yeah. you can't show you right now because the phone's filming, but like this technology is in a pocket. That's a representation of powers that you have. Yeah. This connection that we have to one another, that's a representation of that power. Mm-hmm. We have all that stuff. All that stuff is real. So I'm about helping us remember and developing that. Yeah, I think ultimately this conversation was just to open up the ideas, the open open up the the seeing the possibilities of what's really what is really capable, not only with your body, with healing, with your mind, with connection, with with source, with opportunity, with manifesting, with everything and saying, wow, okay, yeah, how do we create that world to be that your experience? And the truth is when, as you, you align to this, you see that this is possible and you go, okay, cool. Like that feels good. I'd love that experience. And I start to move towards that again. We, we, you know, you're going to create that environment, the community. So yeah. I love the fact that you're just saying, this is what I want to create. This is the community that I want to create. These are the experiences where I have, I've said for years. And I mean, I went from literally like yeah, massive guard rejection with people, fear, etc. from having, you know, all the scary experiences, the world yeah. is scary, all those things too. I've said for years, I only attract the most amazing people. I only have the, you know, the most badass clients. My clients like today, like literally we're like laughing on the phone. We cry together. We laugh together. They feel like family. They're right. like best friends. I don't have this experience in my head that like a client mentor relationship is this, like it's literally like what, what is unheard of, you know? And that's my experience with the most amazing people. Is. So it's like, yeah, you showed up in my space, what, six weeks ago? And I like, we're like, we have the most amazing time together and the most amazing conversations and the most in-depth. Of course, I only attract these people into my space when I've just declared it. Yes. And I've said that this is what I want to experience and this is what's out there. So hopefully this just opened up some eyes for people. And, and a side note, literally, I'm like thinking about all, you know, the, the, the beautiful gift of showing the feminine, the masculine and co-creation and, and, and people, how they show up. And I'm literally like, I know I have so many women that have these blocks around awakened conscious men. So even to see, I think you're a beautiful gift of women to see what an awakened conscious man looks like. And I get all the time, like I have, I have, you know, this amazing, beautiful, uh, experience now with the masculine. And that used to be that I guarded it and I fought it and I was scared of it and all that, all that shit that I created. And that's why my knee injury and all those things. And now I'm like, I only am so fucking supported by the masculine, which is so beautiful. And the balance of me and my feminine masculine and, and in that too, it's like realizing that, uh, that's the experience that I can create that, that I'm so supported by the masculine and I have the most amazing, powerful men around me. And that always tell me they're like, Oh, Mars, you help me understand what a powerful woman in her truth yes. is like, like speaking your voice, being heard, owning your power and getting to be able to surrender into that and, and be the feminine and all that. And so it's like, if anything, I'm hoping people get to see, like you said, like fully expressing yourself, fully being an awakened conscious being. It's just freedom. It just feels so fucking good. And it's only fuck yes. And it only is awesomeness. And so all of this, if anything, I'm like, there can be so many gifts here. Sure. And I just appreciate the funness. Yeah. You know, absolutely. we were just like, you know, we just love to hang out. Let's hang and let's push record. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah, this is, this is, this is our lives. This, yeah. this is what it looks like on the regular for us. <laughs> and we just love thinking big and, and having these discussions because it, it creates expansion for us too, like in what we believe is possible and, and sharing our possibility, just like sharing your possibility, it, it creates an aliveness and a realness to it that like I leave these things and I'm like, okay, where am I not taking action right now on this fucking thing that I said I'm going to get done? Yeah. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with, with Mars like that I'm like, ah, and, and it's the little 
fucking things about our own belief systems and like cause, again because like Marcy to me I've I've yet if ever met anybody who I think manifests the way that you do like I'm I'm like kind of at awe at it and it's like a really beautiful thing but then I'm like where am I not allowing myself to say something where humbleness and sincerity is still like okay I can't say that yeah, like they right. won't they won't no no okay yeah. like no and I say a lot of crazy ass shit like mm-hmm. I'm you guys get like where, where my head's at so you know I I love Again, uh, this relationship and spending time with you, I just so appreciate that we get to express big ideas and we're both just like, uh-huh. go get it, yeah. go get it, yeah, go get it. And you let go, and then <laughs> yeah. I sit there for a long time and I just listen and you just, yeah. and then you let me go and I you're like, it. yeah. I love it, I love it, I love it. So I think I think we'll close with that because this has been ranting and raving for a while, guys. I really hope you, you got a lot from this, uh, if nothing else, even if it just pushed the boundaries of what you believe is possible. Yes. And uh, unless you have any closing statements, no, like fucking. I, actually, okay, fucking this, fuck. This, this, this <laughs> fucking fuck. Fucking fuck. Today, back. someone asked me how I was, and now because like I'm literally operating out of a whole nother level of consciousness from coming back, and this whole nother level yeah. of expression and energy and everything. I was like, the only question for me now is like we already said, I live fucking fantastical life, like in every aspect of my life. I'm committed to awesomeness, and I was like, what's the word for? above that. All right. This is awesome. That was awesome. Thanks for creating this. Love you guys. Love you. Talk to us, George. Thank you for listening. Lock it down. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, You'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.